0: What's going on, Drinking Buddies? Brand new one coming right at you. But real quick, just a word from our sponsors, those fine folks that bring you this show week after week after week after week after week. First and foremost, we are brought to you by the video versions of A Now We Drink. The video versions are available on Vimeo. Check them out now at www.anwd.net slash videos. You can stream all the videos for $6 a month or buy individual videos for $0.99 a piece. Check out The Madness in Full HD. It's updated all the time. We are also brought to you this week by our friends at Vinyl Me Please. Vinyl Me Please is the record of the month club. The best damn record of the month club. In fact, every month, Vinyl Me Please features one album that is essential to the modern vinyl collection. Each record is pressed exclusively for Vinyl Me Please as features you can't get anywhere else. Things like bonus tracks, inserts, color variants. and comes packed with a 12x12 album inspired art print and custom cocktail pairing recipe. And finally, Me Plays isn't like Record of the Month Clubs of old. It's month to month, no strings attached, cancel any time. So start getting rad vinyl today at www.joinvmp.com slash ANWD. Once again, that is www.joinvmp.com ANWD. Our guest this week is adult performer London River. We talk about everything from eating guinea pigs in Ecuador to stripper stories. Oh, this was a super fun one. So sit back, relax, pop a cold one, and enjoy Drinking Buddies. London, what's going on?
1: Not much.
0: Thank you for coming to the humble abode, and I'm sorry I'm still shaking cobwebs off because our fucking judicial system made me wake up fucking early this morning.
1: Yay for you.
0: No, not (laughs) yay for anybody.
1: We all get called a jury duty sometimes. It's like part of being a citizen or voting or something. I guess, but it's... it's I guess, like, what happens when you register to vote, then you end up in that list of people that sometimes has to wake up at 5 a.m.
0: Yeah, but this was, like, a first date that I knew was going nowhere. Like, I showed up, I looked <laughs> all nice, but we both knew two minutes after I walked in, like, this wasn't going to go any further than that. We're just wasting each other's time.
1: Well, I think that you knew, or were hoping beforehand, it was, like, one of those dates that, like, you, you end up set up on. With somebody that you don't find super attractive and you're just hoping that you can kind of talk your way out of it, you know, without, um, without ending up going home with that person gracefully. Right. So, so it's like, oh, my, my tummy hurts a little bit. I don't know. Like, that's, that's what really jury duty is. is
0: See, I'm a slut in those situations I put out and I'm like, oh, I probably shouldn't have done that. (laughs)
1: I'm just non-confrontational. So I'm like I'm like instead of being like, "Hey, I don't like you like that." I'm like, "Hey, um, you know what? You can text me later, but like my tummy hurts and I have to let my dogs out and like I left these shoes on the floor and it's just going to fucking bug me until I put them away and I better I have to go to my house. You can't come to my house cuz my dog isn't nice." Uh and then I just yeah. I feel like that's, you know, most of my dates feel like jury duty. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Just a pointless pointless interview to having to share stuff that you don't want to talk about. Like I had to tell the judge that I host this show and apparently that's what got me out of jury duty. Like, oh, okay. Who knew being a podcaster could get you out of jury duty, but cheers to that.
1: Well, you're too yeah, cheers. You're too liberal. I don't know. It's too Los Angeles to have a podcast. They're like they're like, it's just he's just too
0: Doesn't everyone have one, though?
1: I don't. I'm the last person in L.A. that does not have a podcast.
0: Don't worry. We'll get you one by the end of the night.
1: I've thought about it. (laughs) I've given
0: it some thought. I was led to believe by Kate that you two were actually thinking about starting one for real.
1: Oh, well, when we're drunk, we often talk about things that we're going to do for real. It would be nice if we did the, if we like, you know, soberly talked about those things, but it rarely happens. So,
0: oh, I love, I love that. Kate just involved you in a hairbring scheme and you're like, oh, I agreed to that when I was drunk, huh? <laughs> oh, shit.
1: No, but I, but you know, I did an open mic with Kate that I agreed to do when I was drunk. So, well, I also had had a breakup and so like my feelings were hurt already. So I was like, what the fuck if I bomb? Like I already heard as bad as I'm going to feel. I'm on Wellbutrin. So like you can only feel so bad and then physiology makes it so you you can't feel any worse. So I was like this is the perfect time to try stand up because I can't feel any worse than I do now.
0: <laughs> and you can bash your ex from stage. What? And you can bash your ex from stage if you want.
1: I didn't. No, he's a good guy. So it wasn't like one of those bashing things. If it was it would I would have felt less bad if it was like a shitty ex.
0: What was his deal? What was his damage? What what lame excuse did he give you?
1: Um, Stuffing things.
0: Stuffing things. <laughs> All right, more vodka. <laughs> <laughs> See, I should know. I, those are not the type of questions <laughs> I should ask four minutes into the show. That's for hour two after alcohol has been metabolized. And loo- lips are a little looser.
1: Probably ask me later. Yeah. <laughs>
0: No problem. No problem. I will, I'll circle back to that. But how was the first open mic? How did you do? Like, I know um, the expectation is you were going to bomb, but did you?
1: Not really. It was, it wasn't like great, but it was better than like I would have expected because I'm not a stand up person. And so I was just, I was just like, I, so it was fine. I got a couple laughs and then I didn't give a fuck. And then I got, I got blackout drunk afterward I went to a Halloween party and I have no idea what happened basically everything that happened after the open mic is like a dream I'm like where I've asked I've asked Kate like we all know that I'm best friends with Kate um I asked Kate I'm like so did I do this and she's like yes you did that I was like okay I wasn't sure
0: (laughs) so what did you do that you were unsure of well
1: it's just like the 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 people I made out with I made out with a lot of girls at a Halloween party
0: which is everyone's favorite thing
1: everyone's favorite thing girl like me making out with girls it's my favorite thing and then there's guys around watching me make out with girls it's their favorite thing everyone's happy
0: everyone wins nobody
1: was mad i didn't do anything that would make anyone mad
0: unless one of those girls had a boyfriend who's insanely jealous but that dude probably shouldn't be dating someone in the industry anyways oh so fuck that and, guy and
1: and honestly like you're a dude and you're insanely jealous that your girlfriend is making out with some other girl at a Halloween. like really
0: Oh, I'm sure there's dudes out there that are like, oh, she, 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 she's, she's not paying attention to me. I don't care if it's with another girl. You know, in her butt hurt. Well,
1: those those dudes, well, I can't even say it. Those dudes probably don't have any friends. That's the weirdest thing I've ever heard. Because like, most guys, even like, like men that I've dated or I've had girlfriends that were dating guys, most guys seem kind of okay with it.
0: Well, they seem kind of okay with it if they could think Somewhere in their lizard brain, they can interject themselves with the meat in that sandwich.
1: Oh, yeah. No, I never let men be the meat in my sandwiches. always vegan. <laughs> like.
0: See? That's where, like, I could see some dude being, like, trying to inch his way, like, hey, you know, for yeah," And then it, you're like, no one wants what you got, dude.
1: They do that i've only been mean about it once. I was in this bar in Chicago, and like it and it was a gay bar, so i 'm like I'm in a gay bar or like in like in it's not even like here I feel like here there's like gay bars and there's lesbian bars, but in the midwest, like what's a gay bar is everyone is just gay.
0: Are right. you originally from Chicago?
1: I lived there for a while i'm originally from nebraska
0: Ah mm-hmm. Oh no I'm mm-hmm. born and raised in Chicago, so
1: oh okay. Yeah, I lived in Chicago for a bit, but like, yeah. So I was at Berlin.
0: I was just about to guess Berlin. <laughs> I was just about to guess. I was like, it was either Berlin or maybe manhole, but
1: no, it was Berlin.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and and there was this girl there that she like had her boyfriend with her, but then I was dancing with her while he went and got a drink, and then he came back and like, I'm all I'm all up on this girl, and then he kind of tries to get in behind her, and I and I was. I was fucked up and probably not the most charming person because I like grabbed him by the shoulder and shoved him back. And then he's standing there like this and then he comes up around to the back of me and I was like, what? And I elbowed him. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? But I knew that they were there together. So I'm just this asshole that I'm like, I'm like, I'm going to get in on your girlfriend and until you guys leave, this is, and she's just sitting there giggling and dancing with me see, in she all she's not standing up for him and i'm see like,
0: in, in reality she's the asshole in that situation yeah you were just trying to get some she's in the committed relationship yeah yeah she's the one really disrespecting her boyfriend you're like i don't know this dude fuck off I'm dude like,
1: I don't, i'm like i don't know this guy get this zip face guy away from me i'm going to dance with this cute girl and she just kept she just kept going yeah, yeah she was probably the asshole cuz she didn't stop anything she's just like she. she just kept dancing with me and as i'm shoving her man away and i'm just whatever
0: yeah no she's definitely the asshole in that Poor situation
1: boy. is he really is he kind of like kind that of. was kind of mean meh he'll live oh I mean, yeah he'll he's probably a better person now
0: exactly like little you pain. improved his life
1: a little pain makes us better
0: you know, he may have, you may have just illustrated to him how much of an asshole his girlfriend was. And hopefully he broke up with her after that. I'd be like, you're an asshole. I deserve to be treated better than this.
1: Yeah. If you're going to dance with girls at, at clubs, maybe make sure she's into a threesome.
0: Exactly. But or also
1: don't take your girlfriend to a gay bar. Right. What are you thinking? There's plenty of places to dance in Chicago that aren't gay.
0: This is true. This is very true. The
1: best places are in Boystown, but there are places that aren't.
0: Yeah, there's a few. I mean, dancing's not really my speed, so there's places I used to go to where there were dance floors. I was never on them.
1: Oh. Oh, you should go out dancing.
0: No one wants to see that.
1: It doesn't matter. I don't know. The older I get, the less I give a fuck, whatever. Oh, I don't care about
0: what anyone else is thinking. I don't want to do that. Mm. I want to just get drunk and not be sweaty.
1: Okay. Get drunk and not be slutty? Sweaty.
0: Sweaty. Sweaty. Oh. Oh, I would like to be sweaty later, but not on the dance floor.
1: Okay. I thought you said I want to get drunk and not be slutty. And I'm like, that's the opposite of how drunk works.
0: I'm well, well, (laughs) well aware. Oh, believe me, I'm well aware of this.
1: <laughs> I don't mean to, like, bring in some alcohol education, but if you want to be a little oh slutty. Oh, my
0: God, please, educate <laughs> me on alcohol. I've never had it before. What is this crazy brown stuff in my glass? Glug, glug, glug. It's magic. It is fairly magical. It's
1: like some Harry Potter potion, truth serum, something like that.
0: Oh, I don't need this for truth serum. This is just a... Uh, I don't even know why. Maybe that means I have a problem.
1: Because it's delicious.
0: That it is. That it absolutely <laughs> fucking is. How long have you been on the West Coast?
1: Since 2015. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah.
0: You ever miss the Midwest?
1: Mm, yeah, I was thinking about moving back to Chicago at some point.
0: Why? Why would you do that to yourself? Because I love it there. That's crazy.
1: I Well, you know, I, I've gotten pretty... When I lived there, I lived in a high-rise and I was stripping at the time. And so I and the, but like, you know, those high rises, they all have commissaries and stuff. So I never actually had to leave my building except for to get in a taxi because at the time, Ubers were like a starting up thing and taxis. But we you know, back you know, old people took taxis at one time. Um, but, but I would get into a taxi and go to my job. So it was like, I would have to spend like two seconds outside running from my building to a taxi and then spend like the two seconds back at the end of the night. And that was the only time I left the house in the winter.
0: So were you dancing in the city by the way, or in one out in the burbs?
1: Um, I danced at Gold Club, which is in which is sort of in the city, it's kind of it's not it's actually in the burb, but it's really close to town. It's on the west
0: west side. Yep, that's uh like Franklin Park or something like that.
1: Yeah, and then I danced um way out in the fucking burbs in um, Bridgeview at Polcats
0: Yeah, far south burbs.
1: Yeah, so. It's a weird place down there.
0: Yeah, I definitely worked a couple gigs in Atlantis and then there's Club 390 down there and Polcats.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: See, I was going Well, and
1: there's like scores. There's all kinds of shit. Well, scores is
0: in Addison Park. Oh, we're, yeah, I don't know. Well, what...
1: the, but like if we're just thinking all over Chicago. Well,
0: that's why I was asking if you're in the city proper or not.
1: I don't like to dance in the city proper because there's more rules. Like the actual city has. Yeah,
0: Admiral Pink Monkey and what's. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, Admiral Pink Monkey and then the place where you have to wear evening gowns. I thought it started with a V, but I, I could.
0: I don't about. remember.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, but they but they all have like these really really tight like regulations about how they do things. Like, like I think the Admiral because because you get naked there. It's a juice bar or some yep. shit like that.
0: It is a juice bar,
1: which is fucking ridiculous to me because I'm like I don't want to be naked and not drinking.
0: Well, the trick with the Admiral <laughs> is the you can there's ins and outs with the bar next door, so you just go next door to the bar, drink, and then go back to the Admiral.
1: Do the dancers get to do that? Maybe. I don't think they do. Like, I I tried out there, and they, like, gave me this rundown. It was, like, a strict, like, no-being-drunk policy. And I was, and, well, I don't.
0: You're like, I want to interact with strip club patrons sober?
1: It's, It's a perk of the job. Like, I used to work in Nebraska and Iowa, and they had, like, bars where if you got fully nude, they couldn't serve alcohol. But it was BYOB, which is even better than serving alcohol, right?
0: Yeah, Downstate Illinois has those too.
1: Yeah. Okay. I, I, haven't, I haven't worked in Downstate Illinois. But I had
0: friends that went to Champagne, so there's a couple times where we like bounced to strip clubs that were like in the middle of cornfields that were BYOB.
1: It's amazing. It's the best thing that's ever been invented because you're spending less money on booze. If you're a dancer, like, it, I think for the patrons, the cover is really expensive.
0: I mean, the BYOB club I went to in central Illinois, in the grand scheme of things, was not expensive because it was in the middle of nowhere.
1: Right. But they're like, but in the middle of nowhere, they're like, it's $25. And people are like, $25? That's so much money. When it's really not
0: that And I'm much. like, the Admiral is just as much, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Here you go. And I can bring my own booze in. Okie dokie. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I've always I've always loved B Y O B places, especially like the ones where like in Iowa, you can you can uh the dancers can bring in whatever alcohol they want, but the club is trying to sort of manage the patrons. So they're like you can bring in beer or you can bring in wine or champagne. You cannot bring in hard liquor. So the dancers are Fucked up, because we're all sitting around in the dressing room just pouring ourselves cocktails. And then the patrons are more sober, which I feel like is a good balance. I think so, too. Yeah.
0: Until a patron loses an eye.
1: Yeah. Eh. He's got two. character building. (laughs) Exactly. And, and, you know, bouncers sort of mitigate the whole thing.
0: I mean, that is their job. Mm -hmm. That sounds like hell on earth as a bouncing gig, though. Oh, God.
1: I would never want that job.
0: Like, are Iowa folk technically rednecks? Or are they?
1: No. Yeah. Well, some of them. I mean, a redneck is a person that works on a farm, so a lot of people are.
0: Yeah, because there's no hills for them to be hillbillies.
1: Yeah, no, they're rednecks because cause the redneck comes from if you're sitting on a tractor and it causes you to get a sunburn on the back of your neck because you spend a whole bunch of time with your head down looking at the wheel and the back of your neck to the sun.
0: The more you know, folks, the more you know. <laughs> So, so in Iowa,
1: they're rednecks.
0: As a bouncer, you have to deal with a bunch of probably wrestling trained, drunk re- Iowa rednecks.
1: Oh, and the worst people are the actual strippers like the at the end of the night the dancers are the worst human beings that you can possibly have to deal with. I've seen more girls like pulled out of a bar kicking and screaming than than
0: patrons. Well, life. yeah. Patrons, I mean, for the most part, unless someone's super fucked up, know that like, hey, this is not going to end well if I do something stupid. Mm-hmm. Y'all fearless.
1: Yeah. Yeah, dancers will start fights with each other. I watched a girl get kicked in the stomach and cough up blood. It was so... That was terrifying.
0: Do you know what the lead-up to that was? Like, what happened there?
1: Yeah, you know, it's always basically the same thing. I mean, I had a girl pee in my bag for the same reason, and it's just if you're talking to somebody's regular and you get, like, a VIP dance from them for a significant amount of time, then somebody feels like you've stepped on their toes and the problem is, is that people don't really think about the fact that if this girl is new, she doesn't know who everyone's regulars are. So, like, you just talk to everybody, and then you end up stealing some stealing somebody's customer, and somebody punches you in the stomach, or you know, pees in your bag, or some insane shit like that.
0: That's uh... you're welcome. <laughs> Wow, I didn't know it was that cutthroat. Like, that's my man. Well, that's my you know, sugar daddy type deal. It's not, yeah, not like, It's my money. Exactly. It's fucking with your loot.
1: Mm-hmm. Not
0: like the, they actually give a fuck about the dude. They just care about the fuck about his wallet. Right. No one's asking him how his day is.
1: Well, right. everyone asks how his day well, is. Just okay. Nobody cares.
0: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. No one actually gives a fuck. It's going through the motions like, are you having a good day? break out that wallet.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I it's good to remember stuff about people. Cuz like, you know, that, I mean cuz that's how you make up. So it's like you see the person and you remember what they said to you the last time. If you're good at your job. Because then it's like, oh, how are you doing? Is your dog feeling any better? Did, is your boss being any nicer? Like, did you get that promotion you were looking for? Like, if you remember one fucking thing, just one thing about the last conversation you had with somebody, it's fucking money. It's amazing.
0: Because it's that, like, girlfriend experience that they're probably missing out on. Yes. It's like, it's oh... Kind of-
1: kind of sad when you put it that way, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: It's the reality. (laughs) Reality is kind of sad sometimes. There are some fucking sad, lonely dudes out there. Mm -hmm. And this is their release for that. i rather that they do that shit than, like, start running people over because women won't fucking incel shit. Yeah, They're like, oh.
1: Yes. I would much rather people just pay for, like, somebody to listen and put tits in their face than kill people. Yeah, those... That that I feel like is a newer thing.
0: It is. Well, and the
1: I'm, insult stuff happened 10 years ago. No,
0: there's no fucking way.
1: Okay. I feel yeah, I feel like that's
0: new. I think so. I'm trying to find it out for us.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> Cuz uh, I'm sitting here watching you type. I'm like, what's going on?
0: Yeah, most of the insult articles are like fairly recent.
1: They're from the 2000s at least. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember that shit.
0: I mean, I'm sure there was some some raging white dude who couldn't get laid killing people. But it wasn't like his manifesto of like, the hot girls won't fuck me, so I'm killing everybody.
1: Yeah, I well, and I always like it because they always say that they're nice guys. Like, I've never heard so many fucking men in my life. It's like this new thing where they're like, well, you know, nice guys finish last. And like, you know, the girls, they don't want to fuck nice guys. And I'm like, if you think that you deserve to, like, have intimacy with somebody because you're kind to them, then you're not actually fucking nice. You're kind of an asshole.
0: Well, on top of it, if all you have to offer is being nice, you don't have much to offer.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of nice people. A lot of most people are nice. Like, 95% of the population is nice most of the time.
0: Oh, well, especially when they're trying to get in someone's pants.
1: Yeah. All men are nice when they're trying to get laid. Hot guys are nice when they're trying to get their dick wet we're all nice when we're trying to get laid everyone
0: exactly so (laughs) your definition of i'm a nice guy cool what do you contribute to society man
1: yeah like you got anything else because
0: nice don't cut it
1: yeah it doesn't and and it's And it's not that being nice is a bad thing, but when people are sitting there like, well, I like am nice to all these women and they don't want to fuck me and I'm not getting the intimacy I deserve. And I'm like, you don't fucking deserve intimacy from, from anyone.
0: Well, my thought process is in all reality, you don't deserve anything in this life. Nothing is deserved. Everything is what you work for, what you can earn. Right. Nothing's deserved. So if you're feeling entitled off the bat, you're, you've already fucked up.
1: Right. Yeah. But they, but they, but it's like this common fucking thing. And, 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 I don't understand it because, because for me, they're like, there's people that don't want to fuck me or don't want to date me. And I'm not like, I don't hate them for it. There's a lot of girls. Cause I, cause I'm pretty equally into girls and dudes and most women are straight. And no matter how fucking nice I am to them, they're just going to keep being straight for, like, you know, that's, that's just how life works. And I'm not sitting here being resentful because they're not suddenly into girls. It's like I'm going to be your friend because you're a cool person.
0: Yeah, and that's how it should be. You're not resentful that there's fucking gravity. These are things beyond your control.
1: Right. Right. We just do our best with it. Try not to fall on your face.
0: Exactly. Or if you do, try to get caught on film so it's at least hilarious. <laughs> So
1: try to make that shit go viral. Right, just, Your viral. battles with gravity really need to be caught on tape. Oh, I my God. Tape, why is But, you know.
0: Well, I say tape all the time. Okay. We're old. <laughs> We're, oh, my God. Why do I not have a YouTube channel called My Battles with Gravity? <laughs> just constantly just, I'm not that accident prone, but that's still a great name for a channel. <laughs>
1: I'm pretty accident prone.
0: I'm going to keep you away from my equipment.
1: <laughs> That's good. That's probably it's probably a good idea.
0: And I'm not hating on strip club patrons. Like, I totally get it. And hell, way back in the day, I went to I went to strip clubs a fair amount of times because it was like it was a coming of age thing. It was like a thing for dudes to do.
1: Yeah, it's fun. Meh.
0: These days it's meh.
1: Well, you know, I think that that's one of two ways it goes. Either it becomes meh when you get older or it becomes, like, a thing you do when you get older.
0: Definitely. And the two groups, like, have beef. Because if you're friends with a strip club guy, he's like, dude, let's go to the club. I'm like, nah, I'm cool. What's wrong with you, bro? Strip club's awesome. Don't you want to see some tits in your face? And I'm like, I like tits I can take home.
1: Yeah, I mean... Honestly, like it's kind of a waste of money. I hate to I hate to say that out loud to anyone listening, but there's just better uses for your money because it's really like you you pay a lot of money for disappointment. Yeah. yeah. And you're going to be disappointed no matter how much you spend. Yeah. In most places.
0: Ninety nine point nine percent of the times you're gonna be disappointed.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm a professional disappointer of men. <laughs>
0: i've i hooked up in a strip club one time what yeah
1: (laughs) how is it so many guys have a story about how they hooked up in a strip club i have trouble believing it
0: no it happened it definitely happened i believe you uh don't know your
1: podcast i believe you
0: (laughs) one i think she may have been fucked up (laughs) okay two we were in peoria illinois of all places okay So it's the middle of fucking nowhere. We were there for my friend's bachelor party, the only reason I was in the fucking place. And I was just buying my friend's dances because I'm already at a point where I'm just like, I don't really give a fuck about being in strip clubs. So I'm just, I'm being fun. It's the bachelor party. I'll buy you a dance. I'll buy you a dance. I'm throwing a fair amount of money around. This is when I had like a civilian job that paid pretty decently, not... My current state of affairs, but <laughs> well, and you
1: live in one of the most expensive cities in the world, so
0: exactly, exactly. That's why I have a bunch of jobs. <laughs> That's why I had to tell the judge, like Your Honor, I can't afford to take days off. But I digress. <laughs> <laughs> I go to buy my buddy a dance. Pay the stripper. She goes to lead him off, and he's like, "Oh, I don't do dances." I'm like, dude, I, I paid for you. Go. He's like, "I don't do dances," and she's like. Well, I'm not giving the money back. I'm, like, I'm not expecting it to. Like, do you want the dance? And her and I, we're both a little drunk, headed off, banged the champagne room. It was, it was a lot sketchy. It was. It. Was it, was
1: it, was the club a number? Was it like, a, was the name of a club a number? I can't remember, like 312 or something.
0: No, no, no. This is, that's. Up. I thought that was up in the city or near the city.
1: Is it near the city? No,
0: it was Peoria.
1: I, I don't remember. Or, no, 360. I think you're right. That's that's like an hour south.
0: Yeah, this place Chicago. was, uh, I believe it was called Big L's.
1: Oh, yeah. I, like, between driving from Chicago to Nebraska to visit family, I think I saw exits for it.
0: Well, well apparently it was demolished in 2013.
1: Okay, well, that's probably for the best. Definitely, because...
0: <laughs> Who knows if I impregnated that girl or not. <laughs> well, let's hope not. Me too. I really hope not. But And the, the extra fun part about that was.
1: Uh, if so, let's, you know, maybe she blamed it on someone else. Then.
0: Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> As I say pretty often, I don't have any children I know about. Me either. Well, that would be a lot <laughs> more impressive for you if you didn't know about them. Right. <laughs> I feel like there'd be a, a lot of drinking on a C-section <laughs> that would have to happen for you not to know about it. It's a
1: lot. That's several months of drinking,
0: yeah. Well, I've been led to believe that that's not out of the realm of possibility.
1: No, I think that even a drunk person notices that they're pregnant usually. Yeah,
0: you have to be like morbidly obese to not realize you're pregnant.
1: But it happens. Oh, it does. Yeah.
0: Those stories are so weird. You know, like when they shit the kid out into a toilet.
1: Yeah. Or, yeah, or when they just... Yeah, that, that shit is so fucking weird. Because how can you not know?
0: I don't know. I do not know. I do not comprehend. I hope to fuck to never stick my dick in someone that stupid.
1: Um, I hope you don't either.
0: I probably have, but I hope to never do it again.
1: <laughs> you you dodged a bullet the last couple of times, so.
0: Oh the last couple of women have been fairly, in, yeah, they've been fairly intelligent. We'll go with okay. that
1: okay you know we don't we don't we don't give IQ tests to every one night stand unfortunately oh I've had some mornings where I've had conversations with people and I'm just like oh I fucked you huh
0: awesome who's the dumbest one you've ever fucked like the first what was your worst coyote ugly morning like oh god why did I do that
1: it was a dude. It was it was a dude in Nebraska. Actually, I was I was visiting town to see my family, and I'd gone out to, I don't know, to just dance. I like to dance a lot, and I went out to party with a bunch of friends, and I fucking went home with this guy. And then the next morning, he woke me up in the morning to ask if I had any Adderall, which I don't. I don't. I'm not a drug dealer, so I was like, Unf- unfortunately, no. And then he like instantly got on his phone and was like fucking like texting every single person he knew because he wanted to go out the next night. And it was like 7 a.m. So I'm like, how much Adderall did you do last night that you're awake right now? Because we like didn't even start fucking until 4 a.m. But yeah, that was a weird moment in my life. Just having someone shake me awake to be like, do you have drugs? And I'm like, I don't have drugs. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Is it possible? Just hear me out. Is it possible? You were so drunk the night before you're like, "Oh yeah, I got a ton of Adderall. Come back to my place."
1: Well, first off, we did weren't at my place. He assumed I had it in my purse. And no, I can't ima- I can't imagine I've ever been that drunk because I'm never just carrying Adderall around. Like it's not my way. <laughs> It's, I'm I'm mostly just a drunk person. I don't do a lot of the you know drugs.
0: That nothing it's, wrong with that. I'm right I there like with to you. Go to
1: bed. I like to go to bed. Right. And sleep.
0: I obviously <laughs> do too. I took a nap before you came here. Yeah.
1: Like like I feel like I feel like stimulants sort of uh, impede my um,
0: going to sleep goals. So, I mean stimulants are a necessary evil. I had a lot of caffeine today to make it through the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When it's no longer time to need those stimulus to be functional, then we don't take them anymore.
1: Yeah, because, because sleep is super fun. I, I don't know. It's like my favorite part of the day is like bedtime.
0: Just like, uh,
1: yeah, uh, I've had enough of reality. Uh. <laughs> exactly. Sometimes it comes as early as 8 p.m., especially at this time of year where it gets dark earlier. I'm like, go to bed at 8. It's fine. It's cool. No one's judging. <laughs> but it's true. Like reality is weird. It's much better to be asleep, to sleep through whatever, whatever those thoughts are.
0: It's true. It's, mm-hmm. it's very yeah. fucking true. <laughs> so did he score? Did he bail what happened after he shook you awake?
1: Um, well, he actually did score. He, uh, but he said, like he sat there on the phone and he was talking out loud to himself. So I don't think he actually had gone to sleep. I think I fucked a person that was so fucking high that he was probably awake the entire time and just, I don't know. I imagine that he stared at me while I was sleeping and decided like a couple hours after I'd gone to sleep that that was the time to wake me up and ask me for drugs. (laughs) I, like, that's the only thing that works out in my brain as, like, a possibility. Because then he was, he yeah, he was in his phone. He was texting every person in his phone looking for fucking drugs. And I was sitting there like, I just banged this person. How awesome is
0: that? Were you frantically looking around like, where's the condom? Please let this have been protected. There was a
1: condom involved. I know that because disgusting things happened. It was still in the bed.
0: But I'm sure... You- No matter how disgusting that was, you were very happy about it.
1: I was happy. I was happy to find that stuck to my thigh. Yes.
0: (laughs) Fuck yeah! (laughs) Woo! No worries about about having this asshole's kid. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, God.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if he is an asshole. He might have been a really nice guy. He just really wanted Adderall. He just, and he might have been smart. You have no idea, but like
0: I hope you have some semblance of an idea.
1: People people seem dumb when they're Jonesing. But they're not necessarily. They're just sort of like this one track minded person. And then sometimes when somebody sobers up, you realize there's like, oh, there was a smart person underneath all of that. But with him, he seemed really stupid. That
0: was that was Did he seem really stupid the night before too?
1: I don't know. I was, I was really stupid. I was, I was drunk. But probably.
0: He, he was high. You were drunk. There was dancing. <laughs> there,
1: there was dancing. We fucked for no reason.
0: Well, I mean, generally he the reason to fuck is to fuck.
1: It's to fuck, but like, he wasn't very attractive either. The ne- like he just like the next day, you know, when he, when he shook me awake, he was, I mean, he was definitely unattractive when he shook me awake because that's, Basically, one of the most unattractive things you can do to me. <laughs>
0: but he could have been a male model at that point. you have been like that like, ugly <laughs> motherfucker.
1: Be like what the fuck? You're a, you're a bridge troll, sir. But yeah.
0: <laughs> How is a man supposed to wake you up? Is it supposed to be like gentle nudges? Like, uh, don't. That's that. Just don't. Just. Just don't. <laughs> fuck! She's been sleeping in my bed for two days. How do I? She will fucking wake up. How do I get rid of her? Fuck!
1: (laughs) Well, if I've been asleep for two days, please call an ambulance, you know.
0: No, I'm calling my friends to get rid of your body at that point. It's too late at two days.
1: (laughs) Well, but if, if I'm still breathing, I'm just in a coma. I'm not a doctor. I don't know these things. Okay, well, you know, you can call a coroner, too.
0: They'll figure it out. Whoa, whoa. It'll all come out. That's a lot of paperwork.
1: Or you could just, like, put it outside. Just don't wake me the fuck up.
0: Just call a friend to carry you and sit you outside on the porch. Like, <laughs> I just found her like that officer. I have no idea. Yes, that's my DNA stuck to her thigh. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, would you believe that happened before she died? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, if he used a condom, I would think so. I mean, usually if you're kind of th- that, you know.
0: You, you say necrophiliac's raw dog?
1: So I'm pretty sure they do.
0: (laughs) I don't know. Human bodies are pretty fucking nasty. I mean, you'd have yeah.
1: But if you're a necrophiliac, you're kind of probably into the
0: nasty. Are you? Are you trying to protect your dick? Like,
1: Mm. I suppose it would be for you. It would be safe because most like viruses and bacteria don't survive in like a non-living organism for very long. So why wouldn't you raw dog? like what two hours everything is dead yeah i think so so uh, if if i were a necrophiliac
0: <laughs> if i was a necrophiliac i'll put the air quotes there for <laughs> and,
1: and, and i and i was male which i'm not but if i was a male necrophiliac i wouldn't use a condom i would just wait till the body was dead for two hours
0: but as a female necrophiliac you don't roll one on him
1: Wait till the body is dead for two hours. I don't know. Do you think the rigor mortis is like, do, does he have to die with an erection? Does a man keep an erection if he dies with one?
0: That's a good question. I don't know. I haven't died yet.
1: Because I think that you'd be okay also, even then, probably raw dogging if like, you know, it's been a couple hours. Nothing's alive. Once the body's cooled down.
0: Oh, my God. The first thing that popped up is death erection on Wikipedia.
1: Fantastic. Let's hear about death erections.
0: Oh, goody. (laughs) A death erection, an angel lust, or terminal erection is a postmortem erection, technically a parapism. I'm probably mispronouncing that, observed in corpses of men who have been executed primarily by hanging.
1: Oh, so you have to murder the person for... Oh, Damn. Okay, but if I murdered someone and then had sex with their dead body. No, if you're at the, if you're going to murder someone, like are you or really Or
0: if they hang themselves by suicide?
1: Oh, well, that's weird cuz you
0: would Oh, it's them. just now getting weird. It's just now <laughs> getting weird.
1: Okay. It's more weird to hang out for a suicide than to murder well, someone.
0: Well, this happened if you just happened to come home on your lover and he's hanging in the closet. He young know, had some autoerotic asphyxiation that went wrong.
1: And you're like, man, I'm going to miss you before the coroner gets here. I'm one for the road. <laughs> Actually, that's kind of romantic. Okay. See? See? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm on board with that. That makes sense. But then, no. No condoms. No condoms on the dead bodies.
0: Well, especially if it's your lover. I mean, if...
1: Yeah. Did- but even if it's like your roommate, but you've had a crush on him for a while or something like that, then you would just... Like, you know,
0: just back up on him in the closet.
1: Just, yeah, just get in there. I don't Let him swing I into you. I would, like, I think, I'm just saying, if I were into dead bodies, I probably wouldn't be into condoms. I don't think, I don't, I just don't feel like people that are into dead bodies are into condoms.
0: What was super fucked up is when I started writing the necrophilia part is Google autocorrect is like, what does ne- uh, necrophilia and alcoholism have in common? And I'm like, uh, I'm not sure I want to click on this.
1: Oh, I want to know.
0: Let's find out. This is, so <laughs> but this is important, right? Like we both drink a lot, so. <laughs> oh, it's it's a bunch of jokes.
1: Oh, we'll read one of them. Okay, a good one or a bad
0: one. Like, oh, I'm I sure they're gonna imagine. be bad. This on Reddit,
1: I can't imagine any good ones.
0: But what does necrophilia and alcoholism have in common? They both they both feel like fucking death in the morning. Oh. At least they're not cleaning you unless you eh, it's bad. It's fucking bad. Like I can't I'm not even gonna try to deliver those well. Like I'm not gonna waste my audience time with that bad fucking Reddit humor. Like I thought this was serious business, Google. I didn't ask for Reddit bullshit. <laughs> I,
1: want, I, wanted,
0: I wanted an answer. I wanted brain disorders, not fucking bad humor. If you there's plenty of bad humor that already happens on this show. I don't need to import it from elsewhere. Exactly. Glad we're in agreement on that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Listen. Well, because jokes like that end up sort of, like, they're forced jokes, I feel. Like, you're just trying to reach for a punchline. It's my least favorite kind of joke.
0: What is your favorite kind of joke?
1: I don't really like, like, a joke. I just like a story that people tell me that's true.
0: Like people fucking in a strip club, huh?
1: Yeah. I don't know. I you know. You're
0: still skeptical, I know. I know you're still skeptical.
1: I am skeptical. But that's only because, like, every man I know has had something fucking dirty happen in a strip club, and I've been a stripper for a while since I was eighteen. So,
0: like, two whole years. Oh shit! Yeah. Should have carded you before I give you alcohol. Like two
1: whole years. It's been a, it's been a minute. I'm not eighteen anymore.
0: <laughs> I'd hope not. I shouldn't be giving you alcohol if you're eighteen.
1: I'm above twenty one, a little, a little for sure. Anyway. <laughs> But, like, uh, and I've never done anything that was, like, illegal in a, well.
0: Oh, I feel like there's a story here.
1: <laughs> no, okay. Well, different, different, different states have different laws, and so sometimes, like, you can do something that's technically illegal, but it's so stupid that, like, it doesn't count. Like what? Okay, like, in Nebraska, you have to stay at least six inches away from the patron at all times. That's odd. It's hard to give a lap dance without sitting on a lap.
0: You're just kind of hovering over it?
1: No, you don't hover over it. You break the law and give a lap dance. I got ticketed once. Like, there was a sting, and um, I got a ticket for, uh, it, was, it, was, it was a prostitution ticket. It was, for, um, it was for performing a sex act for money. And then I went to court with it because they didn't realize that, you know, my parents are lawyers and that I'm like not because most people just pay it. It's actually just a fine and it goes on your record and you're like, oh, fuck it, whatever. But I was like, no, I'm not going to have this on my fucking record. And I called my mom and I was like, what do I do? And she's like, well, what did you do? I was like, I gave a guy a lap dance and I sat on his lap and I got this ticket because he was a cop for you know performing a sex act for money and she's like well don't you always sit on their lap she's like what is a lap dance (laughs) and like even my my mother was like i'm not sure what the law is but that seems odd and i'm like yeah so what do i do she's like just go to court and, like, basically plead not guilty on the ticket and then see if anyone even shows up and, you know, get a get a defense attorney and stuff. And, actually, he never bothered to fucking testify. So it wasn't a big deal. Do- they dropped it in the end.
0: Well, I'm sure, and under cross-examination, it'd be really rough, like, how do you know it was me? It was dark in that club. Could you pick, you know, start? Yeah,
1: well, he didn't even bother to show up. Like, the cop didn't bother to show up. The person who issued me the ticket was like, Fuck it! I'm not going to deal with
0: this. Well, because they just to generate revenue.
1: I did. Well, yeah, because I didn't give him a hand job. I didn't like do anything. All I did was give him a lap dance. All I did, and I was. It was a. It, it was a topless bar, so I was giving a lap dance with panties on. So I rubbed my ass, not a private part, my ass cheek against his trousers, and that counted as performing a sex act for money. But cool. well, how do you give a lap dance if you're not humping someone's trousers? Isn't that what a lap dance is? Pretty
0: much, pretty yeah. much. I mean, generally the expectation is hopefully you're going to rub my erection in between your butt cheeks. Exactly. <laughs> We're all in agreement on this.
1: I don't, like, I don't, I don't know what else to do. I was, yeah, yeah, but
0: yeah, I, I don't think you're supposed to sit on his lap and talk about politics. Well, I,
1: in the state of Nebraska, you can't even sit on his... Well, not in the, in the city of Lincoln. You can't even sit on his lap and talk about politics. You can't sit on his lap at all. You have to, like, sit next to him at a, like, you know, safe distance.
0: Like, this is too close. A
1: dollar bill. They're like, they're like you have to be the space of a dollar bill away from everyone all the time. And I'm like, that is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard.
0: So if you bumped into him while walking, you're like, you broke the law.
1: Well, no, because he would have to pay you to bump into him. That's where that's where it's different than like a regular bar where of course you would sit next to somebody and your thighs are touching and you're talking. Um but once somebody's paying you, you have to stay six inches apart.
0: But if that's only if they're paying you. So if say he paid another dancer and you bumped into him. Then no, no, fi- it would
1: be fine, I guess. If nobody pays you, you can give you can fuck anyone you want. If nobody pays you, but the second they give you a dollar, like you can't, you have to stay six inches away from them.
0: (laughs) Oh, that is ridiculous. Well, I mean, that's just how prostitution. You know, the minute someone gives you a dollar and you have sex with them, it's illegal. But they could buy you a three hundred dollar purse and buy you dinner. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. It's
1: fine. It's fine. Totally cool.
0: As long as I don't give you hard currency, I can give you all the goods and services. You could possibly ask for in exchange for sex.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Like, I can't give you any cold hard case. It's uh, We live in a weird puritanical society.
1: We do. We really do. And it it's it's bizarre. But that was one of the most bizarre things. Because I'm like, this isn't even prostitution. I didn't even know what the fucking law was. Like, it, I, I was educated that evening. And they were like, well, you have to. I was told by the club that the policy is six inches. But I'm like, okay, whatever. Like, that's a club. I,
0: and they're I mean, not obviously not right. enforcing it if you're giving lap dances every night. What? They're obviously not enforcing it if you're no, giving lap don't, dances don't, every night.
1: They don't give a shit. The, everyone tells you what the rule is, and then you go and you do your job. And, like, if you're doing something that's absolutely ridiculous, if you're pulling someone's dick out of their pants and fucking stroking it, somebody's going to be like, hey, you know what? And they're still nice. Most clubs are still pretty cool. They're like, hey, you know what? You're not allowed to stroke the bare penis. Can we put that back in the pants?
0: Cool. Can we be a little more discreet about that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just a little more discreet. <laughs> but,
1: but like, yeah, they were like, you have to stay six inches away from everyone. That's the policy. And I'm like, okay. And then I'm just going to do my job.
0: And yeah, and apparently it was actually the law. You criminal you I let a criminal into my house guys
1: well I'm not a cr- I am w- not I do not have a criminal record because I went to court oh
0: okay sorry accused criminal
1: yes yes I have an arrest it's in my arrest record though because like people can look up your arrests and like
0: you and- know they didn't actually arrest you The counted as an arrest
1: they counted as an- well yeah they count as an arrest anytime you're ticketed so I've been I have two arrests on my on my criminal record and neither of them But it's not like my criminal record because I've never been convicted of anything. But I have a um, marijuana possession for Uh, arrest that got dropped because I did diversion.
0: How much marijuana did you have on you?
1: Like a really lame amount. All I actually had was the pipe and, like, what was in a— And it was, like, just a little tiny pipe, and it was in my car.
0: You effectively just had paraphernalia.
1: Basically, but since there was weed in there, that was unsmoked still.
0: Should have been quick. She just
1: oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, even even the um sheriff that you know, like, because I, I I knew that he could smell it because I had smoked in my car so many times. So I was like I was like I know that he can smell it, but um he came and he let, and and. He, I rolled down my window, and it was—it was because I had a tail light out. It was something fucking stupid. And he's like, "Do you have weed in this car?" And I was like, and I just looked at him. I was like, "No." He goes, "I'm gonna have to search your car because I can smell weed in your car. Can you just tell me where it is because it's cold out? Because it was the middle of fucking winter in Nebraska." And I was like, "It's in the glove compartment." <laughs> there you go like, I'm like, I'm not gonna fuck with your day, <laughs> and like. But but then he's like, how much weed do you think is in this pipe? I was like, I don't know. Lame? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. That's all that's in there. And then I had an antibiotic. And they're like, what is this pill? And I was like, amoxicillin. Because I had a, uh, you know, respiratory infection. And they're like, oh, okay. And I'm just like. You just read on the prescription label what it was. But anyway, so yeah, I've had two, two, ar- two arrests in my life, and neither of them wound up in jail. They were just tickets.
0: Thankfully, somehow I've never ended up anything with traffic violations.
1: It's amazing. Good for you. Well, it's
0: generally most... I've
1: performed a sex act for money, apparently, and smoked weed.
0: Yeah, I've never performed a sex act for money. Though I wish I had. There's definitely some I wish I had been paid for.
1: I've performed so many sex acts for money, but they're, like, only legal in certain situations, so...
0: Well, yeah, I mean, it's generally how you make some of your income these days, so...
1: Yeah, yeah, basically my entire life is just performing sex acts for money. I do that every fucking day. Hopefully. Hopefully. Like, as much as possible.
0: As much as people would book you and allow you to. (laughs) And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I mean, there's no reason that more people shouldn't do that.
1: Unless you're in a titty bar in Nebraska. No sex acts for money.
0: Well, it's good that you freed yourself of titty bars in Nebraska. (laughs) Agreed. So what do you think of the lame state of affairs of strip clubs in L.A.?
1: I don't know. I've never worked in L.A. because I don't want to be an employee.
0: California. I'm like, I understand. it. Well-intentioned, but Jesus, that fucked up everybody.
1: I, I Yeah, I've never heard anyone say, like, this has been great for me.
0: No, it's not good for anybody involved. Mm-mm. The clubs aren't happy about it. The dancers aren't happy about it. A friend of mine works, you know, manages over at Jumbos. And she's like, we had to close down the day shift because... You can't
1: pay people to be there.
0: Yeah. It's just too much overhead to pay people to be there. It's just not good for everybody involved.
1: Yeah. No, everyone suffers from it. And it's, it's, I hate to, I, I don't want to sound like a fucking Republican for a second, but it's this California as a state is so fucking obsessed with fairness that they're doing shit and they think that some, a policy works across the board and it doesn't because the reason people go into these jobs, these like, it's a gig job. You go into it because you want freedom with your schedule because you have school or you have kids or you're, you just don't want to fucking work on a schedule for this reason or that. And you're fucking people over. and and it's like the kinds of people that are attracted to gig work are the kinds of people that, and it doesn't have to be sex work, it's anything, but like we're the kinds of people that really want control of our income and control of our scheduling and we don't want to have to answer to anyone and now they've set it up so we have to.
0: Yeah, I mean... Because
1: everyone has to be treated the same in California.
0: And yes, there were some injustices that happened under the old system, like management having... Forcibly having to be tipped out, shit like that. Okay. But there's better ways to go about it than everyone's employees.
1: Well, and tipping, okay, tipping out management is, you should have to, I actually have always completely agreed with house fees. Sometimes I think clubs are a little steep but I actually am, have never been not okay with paying house fees. I think this is like a new phenomenon. Like the millennial stripper hates house fees.
0: Well, I mean, there's a difference between house fees and like having to kick back to the manager himself.
1: Yeah, but most places don't have like a, a tip out that you have to give to management.
0: Right, I'm, I'm not saying it was a universal thing. I'm just saying there were some injustices out there.
1: Yeah, totally. There's some injustices out there, but you don't make this huge umbrella law that covers Uber drivers and strippers and porn people and everybody
0: and barbers and
1: and barbers, people that work for themselves, people work for themselves because they want to work for themselves. And like, tipping out management has never been something that's pissed me off because, again, like, these are the people that keep you safe. They're the people that, like, actually are hauling the fucking assholes out of the bar. They're the, you know, there's, there's a lot of things that management does that's helpful for me in a club. So I've never had a problem with that. I get that, like, people don't want to be forced to do anything. So then, don't force them to do anything, but then just include that tip out in your house fee, maybe, so that you don't have to talk about it. Right. Um, but but tipping people is, like, what I've always heard dancers bitch and complain about is house fees, and what you're paying for is the facility that you're using to make your own money. So you have, the, so the club is making money off of the patron, but you're making money off of the club, so, you have this whole venue that has security in it, as opposed to going and doing bachelor parties by yourself and having to, you have to still have to pay security if you want security.
0: And that can still get real sketch, real fast.
1: Really scary, really fast. And I've done bachelor parties and they can get really weird really quick. And I've always had security. So, I've always had to pay someone anyway. And so, and then, and then, you're using the club stage. You're using their champagne rooms. You're using their wait staff because the wait staff is delivering the bottle service. You're using the facility, so paying rent to the facility. I don't think is that big of a deal.
0: And at the end of the day, as an independent contractor, it's a tax deduction.
1: Yeah, yeah. If you well, if you're actually paying your taxes, it is.
0: Well, you're. You're fucking yourself in the long run if you're not paying your taxes.
1: You really are. You are really you don't exist in this world if you don't pay taxes. Like people people you can't buy a house if you don't pay taxes. You can't do you can't do anything. You you can't collect on social security later if you don't pay taxes. You're fucked if you get injured if you don't pay taxes.
0: Or if you want to make a major purchase and your credit's just okay and they're like, "Where's your proof of income?" and you're like, eh, well,
1: I I don't know. I don't I don't use banks."
0: Yeah, like <laughs> They're like, oh, can I pay you in $1 bills on the first every month yeah. for rent? No. Yeah,
1: I've, I've never understood. So I guess, maybe, and maybe that's the selfish thing is California just wants to force people to pay taxes.
0: Oh, I'm sure that's a big chunk of it. Okay. I'm absolutely sure that's a big chunk of it. On top of they want people to pay taxes, they also want the clubs, Uber, Lyft, to pay their share of employment taxes. Mm. Because when you're an employer, you're paying 50% of their employment taxes.
1: Okay, that's true. Yeah, I still don't like it.
0: Oh, no, AB5. I understand what they were trying to go for. The execution was hot garbage.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, they ended up fucking people over more than anything else. And they didn't give a fuck a whole... Because they were trying to make it a social justice thing. And maybe that was the mistake. Just be honest with what you're doing. Instead of saying that people you're trying to like fix a social problem, just be like, these fuckers don't pay taxes. Because that would have registered in my brain much better. Because I'd be like, yeah, I know a lot of fucking people that don't pay taxes. You're right. Yeah, sure. But instead, you know.
0: Well, and the thing about it is like them going after an Uber and Lyft is a whole thing. Honestly. I think the majority of people that are tr- were trying to push this through on the Uber and Lyft side were people funded by taxi companies because who stands the benefit the most from Uber and Lyft not being able to competitively price? Cabs. Mm-hmm. And the minute when they have all the employee overheads, Uber and Lyft's prices are just going to go up. They're not going to take a bigger loss. Right. They're just going to pass it right on to the consumer. Hmm. Who wins there? cab companies?
1: Yeah, I don't think yeah, I don't think this has anything to do with social justice or making life better for anybody. They don't give a fuck.
0: No, people with money don't give a fuck about making life better for the working class.
1: No. But you can sell it to the working class by saying we're going to make your lives better.
0: Yeah. Uh, cuz I've been following the Uber and Lyft thing cuz occasionally I drive too, you know, it's an extra Well, extra point the strip of money.
1: club thing was just sort of tacked on to it.
0: Well, so, what AB5 did is it codified what defines a contractor. So, it became a big blanket thing. It, mm-hmm. Hell, Uber and Lyft have decided that they are ignoring it in the first year because they still don't feel it applies to them.
1: Well, basically, they said that like if your job function is like something that is necessary for the business or something like
0: that. It is the primary business of the business. Like, okay. Being a dancer in a strip club, well, the strip club's primary business is stripping. Therefore, you can't be a contractor. It's fucking so ridiculous. If you're a painter painting the strip club, you could be a contractor because their primary business isn't painting. Okay. There's an ABC test that gets into it. And so they're defining these technology companies, Uber and Lyft, as their primary businesses, their transportation companies, their cab companies. Well, Uber and Lyft is like, nah, we're not. We're, We're technology companies, so we're just ignoring that. All all those drivers who drive for us—that's not our primary business. Our primary business is technology. So they're still going to try to ignore it after well, the first Well, then year.
1: why can't strip clubs do that and say their primary business is alcohol?
0: Depends on the club.
1: I mean, if they sell booze, then they should be able to say that they're primarily a bar and there's strippers in it.
0: Well, depending on the size of the club, they may not be able to deal with the fines that may come with it. Or okay. you know, Uber and Lyft or billion dollar are billion-dollar companies, like. So Fuck we got you
1: California.
0: Fuck you, California. We'll pay some fines, whatever.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Where you know if you have a chain of three strip clubs and they're like, "Uh, here's six figure fines," they're like, "We're done."
1: That makes that makes some sense, but yeah, it sucks that the dancers are the ones that suffer from that.
0: Yeah, and I don't know anyone who's really happy about it.
1: No, well, I'm being—I mean—and well, because it, the, once you're an employee, you actually can't. Like, you can't deduct so many things out of your taxes. And there's actually quite a bit of overhead being a dancer. Oh, yeah. Like And, and so it would be nice to be able to claim your wardrobe and your makeup and your, you know, the miles if you're traveling for work and stuff like that. So it's like, but you can't now.
0: Yeah, it sucks. Mm-hmm. Though by California law, your employer legally has to pay for all that.
1: Yeah, there's no fucking way a club is paying for my shoes when my shoes broke. There's no way.
0: Yeah, you'd have to take them to the labor board on it. Mm-hmm. And then sue them. And then you get the sticky situation of having to sue your fucking employer.
1: Yeah. Well, and then everyone talks, so you probably won't have that employer after that. Because they'll find a reason to make your life miserable enough that you leave. And then they'll well, make they sure did, that you
0: don't work anywhere else. They either. can dictate your schedule. Be like, welcome to day shift on Wednesdays.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I can make a lot of it
0: out of a day shift on Wednesday. But. Well, or whatever, whatever shift you don't want to work is now your new shift.
1: Well, and now I think that they actually take a huge amount of money from the girls, too, because they have to make up for what they paid for. What they're paying them, so like your first like half hour VIP, which is a significant amount of money, goes to the club.
0: That's ridiculous.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how it worked in San Francisco. If you wanted to be an employee, was that they like you had to earn basically four hundred dollars in a night before you started making any money
0: of your own. Did you at least earn your hourly during that? Yes, but, but you're been- making less. But it's minimum wage probably, right? I don't even remember.
1: I don't remember. Because I did that for like a week and I was like, fuck this noise. I'm going to go. Yeah. Because it's easier to webcam at
0: that point. Oh, it is. I mean, In a lot of cases, it's easier to webcam anyways.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's true. You don't have to put on pants and leave the house.
0: No, but you do have to stimulate your genitals for like eight hours. So that's a little rough.
1: Not really. Eight hours. Sometimes you just sit around and talk about nonsense.
0: (laughs) What sort of nonsense do you talk to people on cam about? I
1: don't know. Like, sometimes people like to, like, explain their politics to me. That's become a really fun thing. Or, like, people, like, I just started using Sex Panther recently, and someone asked me um, which political party I was in. And I told them, and then they proceeded to mansplain me politics for a while.
0: Your dime, buddy.
1: Well, yeah, because, because every text they sent me cost them, cost them a couple dollars. So I was, like, I was like, oh, tell me more about that.
0: Was there a couple like, <laughs> I don't quite understand. Can you explain it again?
1: Yeah, totally. I'm like, oh, that's really an interesting perspective. I'd like to hear more. And then they're like, I want to tell you more. And I'm like, so, okay, but here's how I voted in the last election. Like, what do you think about that?
0: (laughs) Oh, dudes and their money.
1: I mean, if you really want to explain to me why, like, Donald Trump is such an amazing guy for $2 a text,
0: do it, man. You sure it wasn't Eric Trump doing that? What? You sure it wasn't Eric Trump?
1: It might have been. But you know,
0: or Don Junior being like, Oh "Dad's awesome."
1: Just as green as everybody else's money.
0: All right, it all spends the same <laughs> shit. But those poor bastards stole it from veterans. Oh, I'm not getting. Oof. I'm not getting political. I'm not doing it. Not doing it. <laughs> not doing it. Not doing it. Not doing
1: it. Sorry, I didn't mean to make it go political.
0: It's all your I'm, fault. It's I'm all sad. your fucking fault.
1: I'm not a Trump supporter.
0: There, it's you out know,
1: there. It's out in the open. Oh no. <laughs> We've made it known.
0: What? We're not going to see you in a scene wearing a MAGA hat and
1: doing whatever it is, yelling about something? Yeah. Probably not. Huh. I'm not angry about really anything. I don't feel like anyone's stolen anything from me that I felt entitled to. So That's I lack like the entitlement to be a Trump supporter.
0: Though I'm honestly amazed we have not seen a bunch of angry MAGA porn.
1: Like, what do you mean, MAGA porn?
0: Yeah, make America great again. Just people wearing MAGA hats and screaming.
1: You know, there was, Kink did a gangbang of like, make America great again.
0: Yeah, with uh, Ella Nova. Yeah. Yeah, Ella talked about that when she was on here a couple of years back.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. I But then I think, I think that it just got people got too worried about lawsuits and shit.
0: Well, I'm not saying you have a gangbang of a bunch of Trumps like they did. I'm saying you just have like, people like just oh it'd would, it would be ridiculous
1: i don't know what you would have to pay me to make to pretend to be that kind of person i don't know who your listeners are i'm so sorry if i'm if I'm offending people but i
0: don't give a fuck about
1: offending people like, but like but like, i i can imagine it would be a significant increase in uh my rate if you were gonna tell me that i had to pretend to be a trump supporter Oh, I'm just and saying, unless I could do it in the most ridiculous way. That oh, I'm talking about doing the most sarcastic,
0: like wearing a MAGA hat and as you're riding, screaming, "Lock her up!"
1: Yeah, if I could do it as ridiculous as possible, so people knew that it was satire for sure. Sure, but
0: I just think that would be fucking hilarious.
1: Lock her up! <laughs> but then, like, what's the porn?
0: Oh I mean it'd be during sex, you'd be screwed up.
1: Oh, I'd just scream lock her up during just, sex.
0: Yeah, while well, like wearing a mega hat. It'd, it'd be ridiculous. And someone would spend a lot of money. It's
1: lock it. her up, the phrase you use when you're coming. <laughs>
0: <laughs> definitely, no. Definitely. Be like,
1: be like, be like, yeah, fuck this pussy. Lock her up, daddy. Lock her up. Yeah. No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> oh my god. Now the idea of Hillary Clinton, just I immediately go soft.
1: <laughs> we all do,
0: including Bill.
1: Still, would have been better than this.
0: <laughs> Anything would have been better than this.
1: Uh, yeah, I think that like my dog Luna would have been a better president than this, because nobody hates Luna. It's pretty cool.
0: Trump probably does. He doesn't like dogs.
1: Does he? <gasps> he does he not like dogs? No. Did he say that?
0: He's the first president in, like, forever who doesn't have a dog.
1: Maybe he's allergic.
0: No, but he has constantly said some, like, referred to people in derogatory statements as dogs and shit like that. Oh,
1: What a monster. How do you not like dogs? That's anti-evolutionary. It's the first domesticated animal. Like, we evolved with dogs. If you don't like dogs, you're a fucking sociopath. Everyone should have known that the moment he w- didn't have a dog
0: but here we are
1: that's that's so scary (laughs) everything that he's done is is scary but i'm like he he doesn't like dogs that's the most horrifying thing i can think of in a human being that's weird
0: i think so too i love dogs i don't have one because i don't want to take care of a living thing i barely take care of myself so i don't want to be cruel to an animal
1: i understand that's fair. You can get a cat. They they require a bit less.
0: No. Nah, no. Nope. It'd still end up dead.
1: Okay. Well, okay. Maybe a plant. Cactus.
0: No, we've killed a Some couple. really hardy. I mean, there's a succulent. of those
1: cockaburs that, like, you know, they're <laughs> invasive and they just sort
0: of grow everywhere. You
1: can get a thistle.
0: Hmm. Just what I want. A thistle. How about I just don't try to take care of living things? And I just enjoy other people's. Oh, okay. Like. Oh, hey, you have a dog. Awesome. I'll you know what?
1: It. I'm sure you have, like, some dust mites around. You, you know, just know that by shedding skin around your house, you are feeding some creature.
0: Thanks.
1: You're welcome.
0: <laughs> I think I need to call Handy and have them clean the apartment, apparently. <laughs> I think that was a judgment on my housekeeping. Okay.
1: <laughs> no, it wasn't.
0: It's just No, sorry. it wasn't.
1: <laughs> we all have dust mites.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I see how it is. I see it.
1: You, you never want to look at like a surface in your house with a microscope.
0: No, no, I don't.
1: Yeah, because there's so many creepy crawlies. mean,
0: there's things growing on your face. I mean, it's just how it is.
1: Yeah, you have things all over your face and your eyelashes and stuff. Like, yeah,
0: stuff. there's eyelash mites and
1: yeah, that like specific to your eyes. It's so fucking crazy.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, we are just a huge. Living, there are more living creatures inside us by numbers than there are humans on the planet. Mm-hmm.
1: Billions, yeah. We're like the human body is like its own multiple ecosystems. It's an entire world on your person.
0: Yeah, I for, I'm sure it was probably Rogan. I'm probably I'm sure it was Rogan, but it's just like, oh yeah, we like to think we're in control, but it's actually like our gut biome, you know, determines so much of like mm-hmm. how our behavior and things, how things go.
1: Yeah, the bacteria that live inside of your like intestines and so, er, and you, just your guts are basically control your immune system and your mood and all kinds of stuff. Like they've started treating depression with fecal transplants. Really? Yeah. It's fucking kind of cool. But it's because it's because like some people are chronically have problems with their with their guts with like the um with the flora that's in their body, and it actually messes with your entire body chemistry.
0: Well, and if I believe what I hear on other podcasts, you get cravings that are from your gut bacteria. It's not necessarily, you know, your brain wanting something. It's like, your gut bacteria is like, no, 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 I crave sugar, motherfucker. Get sugar. Give me sugar. Feed the
1: bacteria.
0: Feed the bacteria.
1: And you want to feed, you should feed the
0: bacteria
1: because, you know, they're important.
0: They are. They keep yeah. us alive.
1: Like, this whole symbiotic thing. And then you're cu- we're all covered in bugs. So the next person you have sex with, just imagine that they are crawling in bugs. Just crawling in. And they're mites. A lot of them are mites. So it's little arachnids.
0: Well, at the end of the day, I hope that the next person I have sex with has less body hair than me. So I probably have more mites than they do.
1: Maybe. But it kind of also depends, I think, on, like, your skin. Because some of them eat, like, this, the, the dead skin on you.
0: Well, I also hope that I have more surface area than whoever I have sex with, so once again, I have more mites.
1: I just, I'm just hoping that everyone with arachnophobia knows that they're covered in little arachnids right now.
0: Yeah, yeah, probably someone is crying themselves to sleep right now. It's all your fault. I hope so. (laughs) Why would you do that to my listeners? Why? What have they done to you? (laughs) It's so mean. So mean. Tiny arachnids just creeping and burrowing in your skin.
1: oh they're not burrow. They're not.
0: Some of them do burrow.
1: No, but they're not being malicious. No, they just want a little snack. They just—they're just trying to live. They're just trying to, you know. Like, we're kind of gross, probably to some <laughs> other species. Oh, I'm sure we are. I mean, you like the way people smell when they're sweaty is pretty terrible.
0: I mean, we're gross to each other half the time.
1: Yeah, we really are. So there's there's definitely other animals that are like, "Oh, humans touch my stuff." Like um I had a mouse. I had a pet mouse for a long time. I actually had multiples, but one of them was really sweet and I would pet him and cuddle him and every time I would put him back in his cage, he would instantly start cleaning himself. Like psychotically, like like a person like with OCD that has touched like accidentally touched a piece of dog shit like he he would clean and clean and clean and clean and clean and I'm like how fucking gross does this mouse think I am but clearly this other species of animal is like I like you like hanging out with you you're the most disgusting thing in my life though I'm gonna have to clean myself so you know
0: I mean isn't that the attitude of pretty much every cat that exists
1: yeah yeah (laughs) <laughs> that we that we are horrible.
0: It's like you provide me food and if I was bigger I would kill you.
1: For sure. For sure. Well, they they have all those people that get like the pet tigers or pet leopards and stuff and then people keep getting mauled or killed by their cats. And I had a friend of mine I won't, I had a friend of mine who was like this industry guy and he's like, "You know what? Someday I'm going to try to get like a leopard cub." And I'm like Why would you want that? And he's like, well, when they're cubs, you can get them used to you. And then when they're adults, they're like just normal cats. And I was like, yeah, they're like normal fucking cats. Only it's, you know, 200 pounds of normal cat. And I have a cat and sometimes I'll walk by the couch and he'll jump out from under the couch and attack my feet. If he was 200 pounds, he would have killed me like, Fifty fucking times by now. Yeah, yeah. Cats are, cats, like, I, I don't want any, I don't want a version of that that's 200 pounds.
0: They have claws that are the size of your finger.
1: Right. Because <laughs> even when it's, like, feeling playful, it's going to murder you. Yeah.
0: How many times have cats just, like, swatted at your hand with their claws out?
1: Yeah. You You pet them slightly too long, and they turn and grab your hand. And bite you and scratch. <laughs> it's like, no. They're like, well, if I treat it like it's, a, like it's a normal cat, it'll grow up and act like a normal cat. And I'm like, so you'll be dead? Because I'm pretty sure my cat would have killed me several times over.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: Not even trying to be mean. He's just a cat. That's, they just kill stuff.
0: That's what they do. Who was the asshole who first tried to domesticate cats? Whose bright idea was that? Like... Hey little murder machine, you should live with me.
1: Well, they domesticated themselves kind of.
0: Well, oh, I'm sure. I mean, as domesticated as they are.
1: Yeah, oh yeah. Well, yeah. But the, I mean, yeah, cuz they're all kind of a subspecies of um of wild cats that were in Africa. And they started basically the African wild cats and then like Asiatic wild cats started kind of following human civilization because we had grain and grain attracted mice. And so then the cats started hanging around us a whole bunch and that's how they ended up kind of being favored by people.
0: But still, who was the asshole who was like, yeah, well, I guess those little murder machines killed the mice, which was an invasive species to our the, grain.
1: I think that's the Egyptians. Could
0: be, could be
1: yeah. like they were worshiping cats.
0: Well, it's also just one of those things of, like, I see their usefulness when they're, like, killing invasive species that would affect our food sources.
1: Right. But having them in the house is... I mean, I, you know, my cat lives in the house, but he goes outside. I get judged for that a lot because I let him outdoors. But he seems happier for it. Because I'm pretty sure he really would murder me in my sleep if I didn't let him outside.
0: Probably. And you're right. It was, according to National Geographic, the ancient Egyptians may have been first to domesticate cats as early as 4,000 years ago. Plentiful rodents probably drew wild felines to human communities. Yeah.
1: I know weird shit.
0: It's not necessarily weird, it's just
1: facts. (laughs) I watch a lot of, I watch a lot of like National Geographic and Discovery Channel. But they made a whole—they made a whole like um, special on cats, and where they did like a bunch of DNA research to find the original cat, and it was like Africa
0: and Asia. Yeah, I mean that makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Egypt's in Africa, mm-hmm. so yeah,
1: yeah. But it's North Africa, so you're kind of close to Asia too. So like, if you're just doing genetic research, it would make sense.
0: It definitely would. Mm -hmm. wonder if the Israelites took a bunch of cats with them when they left Egypt.
1: Well, the Israelites probably weren't in Egypt, at least in the numbers that they were reported to
0: be in the Bible.
1: (laughs) Different podcast. (laughs) Different
0: podcast. (laughs) Shitting on organized religion could happen next time. (laughs) It was just Moses and like two friends leaving, like, we're out and we're taking the cats.
1: (laughs) Probably not. I feel like God never mentions cats in the Bible.
0: Does God mention dogs in the Bible?
1: No, but but okay, but Christians hated cats. Like some of the, you know, they, they there's like some some speculation that part of the cause of the bubonic plague was actually because um, because the Catholic Church connected cats to witchcraft and they started basically burning cats, and so there was this huge decrease in the cat population in Europe which caused an increase in the rodent population, which helped spread the plague.
0: Ah, uh, dumb Europeans.
1: Well, yeah, well, you know, uh, religious people. But, like, not that religion is bad or or whatever you believe is awesome. But but cats are not witches. I'm just going to say that. We probably shouldn't burn them. No, probably not. uh, And also uh, the Catholic Church kind of, played its hand in causing the uh, bubonic plague.
0: That's cool. I mean, Europe was overpopulated anyways.
1: It wasn't at the time.
0: More than 10 people is too many people. Okay. Well,
1: yeah, I can see who's an introvert here. It's okay.
0: No, 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 no. I'm just being an asshole. (laughs) (laughs) Though, imagine how awesome it would be just to be able to go around Europe and not have to wait in any lines for anything.
1: That would be nice, but then, like... There wouldn't be much to Europe, would there?
0: As long as someone's still making alcohol, I'll survive.
1: Well, if there's ten people, someone in that ten is making alcohol. It might be me, because honestly, if there was an apocalypse and I survived it, and nobody else that made, I would learn how to make booze really quick. I'd be like, okay, can learn to ferment some shit. Because uh, I don't know how else you would stay sane during... In apocalypse,
0: Adderall. <laughs> like, lots of Adderall. Adderall does not help. <laughs> are, you t- are you crazy? Adderall would be amazing in the apocalypse. Like, oh, I got to hunt down that guy. <laughs> just,
1: Why would you hunt down
0: people? For resources, obviously. You're so aggressive. It's not aggressive. It's just how the post apocalypse would go. Haven't you seen Mad Max? No, I
1: don't know. I think teamwork makes the dream work.
0: I mean, we have plenty of resources right now, and people fight over resources all the fucking time.
1: No. But maybe if there's less people, we'll fight
0: less. Yeah, I think those people would freak out about the lack of resources and fight more.
1: Okay, I'm probably not going to survive the
0: apocalypse. I'm definitely not.
1: (laughs) Because I'm I'm pretty nice. (laughs) the The idea of hurting somebody, I'd be like, it's okay. You can have you can have that wheat. It's cool. I'll find some bugs to eat. It's
0: fine. <laughs> <laughs> hey, bugs! If they're prepared right, are delicious.
1: I've eaten honeybees. Really? How were they? Really? Well, they were they were actually cooked in their own honey. They were like like kind of fried, and I, I can't explain. It was it was in Ecuador, but I honeybees. And they were tasty. They, yeah, they tasted like honey because they actually cooked them in honey. So they just were just
0: like basically... crunchy honey. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, they're really good. I had giant ants in Colombia.
1: How was that?
0: They're delicious.
1: Were they like bullet ants?
0: Yeah, okay. they're, so they're huge. Like two inch ants. I mean, they weren't quite two inches, but they were pretty fucking big. Uh, I'll pull up a picture for you, but they sell them in like all over the tourist areas, and they were fucking delicious, and they were fucking huge and they were just crunchy and salty. Oh, that sounds nice. Yeah, they're great. They're fucking great.
1: Yeah, I, like um there's people that are kind of trying to push for us to eat bugs in the United States because they're a much greener source of protein.
0: They are. I mean, they're a green source of protein. They're very renewable, high in protein, low fat.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's there's several 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 times more ants on this planet than people.
0: And they're pretty fucking easy to breed,
1: yeah they I mean they do they only need you only need one, you get her pregnant once, and she breeds her whole life,
0: yeah, and they're just like meh, meh, here, here more protein, more protein, mm-hmm.
1: yeah, but yeah my my experience with bees was that they just tasted like honey, but that was just because they were cooked in honey, I don't know what they taste like on their own.
0: The, the ants were just, yeah, as I said, salty and crunchy. But
1: I don't know. I've eaten a lot of things. I ate a guinea pig. I ate a couple guinea pigs in Ecuador as well for the same,
0: you I, know. I take it they're pretty tasty?
1: They're really good. Um, I, again, I'm like, I've, I feel so sorry for anyone that owns a guinea pig. But they were originally bred. I mean, the reason for their domestication was was um, because Quechua people, people in the Andes, actually bred them as livestock animals.
0: Oh, I didn't know that.
1: Yeah. So yeah, so guinea pigs are—it's um, called quie if you have the livestock version, um, but they—they uh, were—they're they're just basically a domesticated, completely domesticated rodent from South America, and they're really easy keepers. So they don't take a lot of resources, but they actually provide comparatively quite a bit of meat, and um, you can move them around. So when people would like move you can actually take your guinea pigs around with you it's not like having a cow <laughs> and and um and so in ecuador i like you don't have pet guinea pigs you have guinea pigs as livestock and um in certain communities like where where i was i traveled around the country quite a bit but um in the community i stayed in the, for the most part there was a place where you could uh basically go to the restaurant and pick your guinea pig the same way you would pick a lobster here. And then they would kill it and, you know, um, roast it for you. And you would come back a few hours later and you could eat your guinea pig. I never picked my own guinea pig, not because... And not even because like it's made me squeamish. It's just like I don't know what to look for in a delicious. I don't know what to look for in a guinea pig. Like they all look cute and the same to me. I'm like, you know.
0: well, I mean, at the end of the day, do you really know what to look for in a lobster? You're just like the big one.
1: Some people know what to look for in a lobster.
0: Those people are weird.
1: Yeah, those people are weird. But like, but that's why they let you pick is because some people care. And I'm, like, letting my friend pick. Like, there was a guy that was a local. And I'm like, I don't know what guinea pig do I want. He's like, you want that black one probably. And I'm like, sure, I'll take that black guinea pig. And then you come back a few hours later and they've, like, or even sometimes even longer depending on how you're cooking it. But the best way to do it is, like, to slow cook it, like, on a spit. And they, it's, like, the same as pork. So you've had, like, spit roasted pork, right? Oh, I'm a vegan. Oh, are you? I'm so sorry. Anyway, I'm gonna keep talking <laughs> I'm gonna keep talking about the guinea pig I ate. <laughs>
0: I am definitely not a vegan. <laughs> don't don't worry.
1: But they crisp the skin up a whole bunch and, and it's and so the skin is so fucking delectable. And then the worst part, but the part that everyone thinks is the best part is the brain. I don't like it because the consistency is really weird. It's like it's like toothpaste. It's like when toothpaste dries on the top of the tube. It's like that and I don't fucking love it. But like some of my friends were like eat the brain. It's the best part. So I'm like You sure
0: they weren't just fucking with you?
1: No, everyone was like eating the brain out of the skull. So like you're just basically trying to like suck the brain out of the back of the skull of a guinea pig. You're welcome.
0: <laughs> wow. That's <laughs> and, some that's some shit. Damn. And it's
1: not and it's not delicious. But
0: I've had cow's brain. I've never had
1: it. It tastes it probably tastes about the same. I think it gets a little more overcooked in a guinea pig because it's so much smaller. So it gets that kind of like weird texture.
0: Yeah, brain's not really my jam. Like or, organ meat for the most part is just not really my oh, thing.
1: I love some organ meat.
0: What organ meat are you into?
1: I'm so Super, super, super into like the um the stomach and small intestine.
0: You want some haggis? Uh,
1: no, I I'm actually more into like in a, a soup. So like mundongo and stuff are just like you just yeah, throw it into a soup. You can actually it's it's a little bit disturbing because you can kind of see like the you know details of it and stuff, but it's really delicious.
0: I mean, I'll get tripe in uh, pho, but that's about it. Usually.
1: Well, it's, but that's about the same.
0: Yeah, it's about... The, I mean, but in the grand scheme of things, it's not like I go out of my way for that. Generally, it's like, well, I'm getting the combo and there's there's tripe in it. Uh, fuck it. I'll eat it. But oh. It's not like, ooh, tripe.
1: Ooh. <laughs> I'll go out of my way for some smooth muscle. I don't know.
0: So how did you end up down in South America anyways?
1: Um... Well, when I was in Ecuador, I was I was there during a, a volunteer project that I did during college. So on my one of my summers off, I spent down there, and then um, I lived in Costa Rica for five years uh, right after I graduated.
0: What brought you down there?
1: I was teaching English. That oh was shit! Really poor. <laughs> <laughs>
0: How, so you were just like teaching it English to kids, adults.
1: Um, I taught. I taught third grade and I taught eighth grade in a school. and then I also um, in the evenings, I taught a college prep course for uh, juniors and seniors in high school. and then I taught um, on the weekends, I taught a couple courses for adults that were learning it for their jobs.
0: So why only five years and just had enough of it or
1: Basically. Like, there's a point where you want to go home, I think, and, I don't know, uh, change. I need to change.
0: Nothing wrong with that. I was just curious. <laughs> just curious, like, because that's really drastic. Like, I, I'm i too selfish. I could never be like, yep, going to impoverished country to teach English. It's just not in me. Ah.
1: Well, it doesn't pay a lot.
0: Yeah, I I can imagine. (laughs) I was pretty broke,
1: (laughs) but I think I well, I mean, I think that was part of it. Is I was like, you know, five years of being broke. That's enough time of being broke for somebody, especially because while I was in college, I was dancing. So I went from dancing to being like broke, and then I got used to that. But eventually, I was just like, I would like to go make money again. (laughs)
0: So you're like, I'm out, back to the states.
1: Kind of, yeah. It's like I feel like I did my part, you know, for God and country. Uh-uh. <laughs> and, and I would like to, I would like to make money again. <laughs> Some
0: no thoughts about getting into education in the states.
1: Um, I think that my current job is a barrier to that.
0: Quite possibly. Yeah. Quite possibly, unless
1: I wanted to teach adults or something. I've thought about doing volunteer stuff, but even then, once somebody sees you on the internet, like
0: Yeah, you're kinda fucked.
1: Yeah, you're kinda fucked because we are Puritans here.
0: Yeah. And unfortunately, whatever you put on the internet is there forever.
1: I don't mind that. I like my job,
0: but I'd hope so. I don't I hope there's no one doing the job who isn't into it on some level. Shit.
1: I hope I hope so.
0: I mean, it's work. I totally get that, like, there's plenty of days people don't want to get up and go to work. But I hope for the most part people are like, yeah, I'm into doing what I do.
1: Well, I think that's any job. Yeah, I would hope that you sort of like something about your job.
0: Oh, there's plenty of people doing jobs that they fucking hate.
1: Oh, it's unfortunate. Yeah, it is. I don't know. I think if you work with people you like, then it tends to go better
0: generally i don't know i had a 9 to 5 i worked for a long time that i fucking despised and i finally got myself out so i'm sorry i got out i'm not still there so yeah
1: see now you're not traumatized i've never had a job i didn't like i i it's weird so i'm very fortunate in that
0: well to be fair i enjoyed the job when i first started and then it progressively changed over years as it became more corporate and It wasn't a family-owned business anymore, so it was just like...
1: Oh, that'll happen.
0: Yeah, and then by that point, I was in for... I'd been working there five years already, so it's like, well, I'm used to this level of money. (laughs) Great.
1: And here you are, doing a podcast and various other jobs.
0: Yep, yep. I don't
1: even know what your other jobs are.
0: I mean, I do freelance audio engineering work and other production work for people, and industry-wise, I spent a number of years like roadieing for people in clubs and conventions, shit like that. Occasionally PA, yeah. I've okay. done some non-sex performances.
1: So you do a bunch of gig stuff. And oh, yeah. What is happening?
0: I have no idea. Is that your phone? All right. We're back after figuring out that my other laptop became possessed and decided to start playing YouTube videos about Rick and Morty.
1: I like that the first thing you did was blame me, though. Well,
0: Yeah. <laughs> My laptop has never done that. It never just started randomly playing YouTube videos. Well, I'm a professional.
1: My phone ringer is off. My phone's not just going to randomly play videos.
0: Uh, I didn't think my laptop was.
1: I know. No, I'm just saying you blame me. You blame me before even thinking of yourself. You're like, obviously it's that that you know girl I have here that she well, she's the she's the problem.
0: Well, you are, but I'm sorry. I'm sorry for blaming you. I'm still gonna say you're the problem, but I'm sorry for blaming you.
1: I I am the problem, I'm sure.
0: Well, I will refill myself and drink to that. So before we were interrupted by internet videos, they're randomly playing. We're talking about so you came back to the States after doing and you were thinking about doing adult education and are you going to pursue it? Like, what's the... No. no, nah. no? Nah.
1: No, well, I, I, you know, I, I started doing porn and, you know, any adult education is sort of out the window.
0: Fair, fair. That's
1: and, like, like, like I thought of volunteering, but I think that it would just become a mess because somebody will find me on the internet and then I won't even be able to volunteer. Like, you, you, they won't let you work for free if you're naked on the internet.
0: So fucked up.
1: It is kind of stupid. Like you can't even you can't even contribute to society with your free time.
0: Yeah. And who cares what you do with another consenting adult? Who cares if it's on camera? I, Obviously there's a demand for it. People are paying for it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the people I'm eating my own hair, hang on.
0: <laughs> see, see, I got. It's all your fault. Um,
1: well, yeah. Well, and the people that are finding it are the consumers. Yeah, and the, it's and it's always a consumer that has something to fucking say. So, like, you hear these things about teachers because I, I don't know, it's a little sensitive for me, but it, it, but it's the reason I won't go back into teaching because you hear stories about teachers that have been in porn. And, like, somebody points out that they've been in porn and they lose their job. And I'm like, well, what fucking motherfucker was looking up their porn? And why don't we give a shit that they're looking at porn?
0: Yeah. like As
1: opposed to, like, we only care about who's in it versus, like, everyone fucking consuming it. Everyone's consuming it.
0: Honestly, I don't think we should care about either side as long as they're of age.
1: Just everyone should just...
0: Because that is a it's, fucked up situation. Like some kids' parents like, man, my kid's teacher's hot. Wonder if she did porn.
1: Yeah. Or like they just see they, you know, they've been at a student teacher conference with her. And then they're like playing around on Pornhub. And they're like, you know, I don't know. Oh, usually by the time they're in a student teacher conference, she's past like her mid-20s. So they're like looking up MILF porn on their computer. And they're like, oh oh, that's my kid's teacher. I didn't know that that was my kid's te- I've had a student contact me and be like, are you in porn now? And I'm like, "It's and it was an old student. I'm like, really, it's none of your business. Um, but like, why do you give a fuck? Like, what are you doing? You can't, Why are you accusing me when you're clearly looking up porn? You're a consumer of something and you're judging the people that make it.
0: I didn't know the internet was that good in Ecuador.
1: Oh, in Costa Rica. Oh, Costa Rica. It's different. It's pretty good.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> it's
1: good Fuck. enough. You can watch. I watch. I watch porn in Costa Rica. You can watch some porn.
0: Oh, okay. So you weren't that poor. No, 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 no.
1: I well, I was pretty poor, but I wasn't so broke that I couldn't have internet.
0: Didn't have to go back to old school magazines. No. Oh, kids these days don't know how hard it was to jerk off to stills. No, I've never, I've, I've, I've never, I'm not that old. I'm speaking for myself. Thank you, <laughs> Jesus, London, it's not all about you. Not everything I say is related <gasps> to you. Jesus. I
1: just, I just like being in the category of kids these days. I'm like, really? <laughs> I never had to use stills. We had internet by the time I was masturbating.
0: Oh, we had dial-up internet and. That might as well have been stills. We
1: had dial-up, but it would, like, buffer for a little bit, and then you get, like, 15 seconds of porn. Or you could um, go to, like, a friend's house, and they their older brother would sort of, like, rig up their satellite TV, and then you could get
0: some porn. Well, I mean, really to be...
1: Really choppy porn.
0: To be fair, I had people in my life that had, you know, VHS porn, so... yeah. But it's much funnier to think about jerking off the stills. Yeah. Especially like classy Playboys where, like, they mostly just showed Bush. They didn't actually even show the pussy. They're just like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: maybe if you're lucky, there'd be a faint there's outline.
1: A, there's a pussy, with she, you would see it if her legs weren't crossed.
0: Right. Or they'd be like, she'd have her legs, but at an angle where it's just like a faint outline. It's like, oh, there's the promised land.
1: That's so sad.
0: Yeah, the 90s was a sad time.
1: (laughs) I I don't know. I kind of... I wouldn't be so... It's not so bad. It wouldn't be so bad going back to that just slightly sometimes. Because every once in a while, I have to be honest, every once in a while I feel like there's way more of my butthole available than really is necessary to masturbate to the idea of a butthole. Like, basically everyone has... Everyone in the United States has been allowed, if they would like, to inspect my colon, and I feel like that's that's a lot. A little mystery might be okay.
0: So, have they told you if you have any polyps yet or not?
1: I ask whenever I do a gaping scene because it usually makes people laugh. Like when they, because you know they'll have a light and they're trying to shine shine the light in so the camera can see into your asshole. And I'm like, how's everything look? Everything looked good. (laughs) No polyps, no hemorrhoids, nothing to worry about. Thank you.
0: (laughs) What would you do if they're like, uh, you may need to see a doctor. I'd probably go see a doctor. Don't trust porn camera people. They're just fucking with you. (laughs)
1: It's okay. I have health insurance. Just go to the doctor. (laughs) Somebody said that there was something weird in my asshole. Would you care to look at it?
0: Doc, can you just stick something up there and make sure it's all good?
1: Do you have a speculum for my butt in this office somewhere? Do you know who does? That would be good.
0: Colonoscopies are not fun.
1: I've never had one.
0: I've had one. It's not fun. Yeah? Not a good time.
1: I, I feel like everyone tells me that the whole process leading up to it is the worst.
0: Oh, yeah. Nothing like, you know, just... Peeing out of your butthole for 24 hours. You're,
1: like, chained to the toilet.
0: Yeah, you are chained to the toilet, like, where it's just, like, painful to expel liquid from your butt. Oh. And then.
1: Something to look forward
0: to. Oh, yeah. And by the end of it, you really need to, like, have a bidet or a shower in your bike because you're just going to wipe your asshole raw otherwise.
1: So do you. So, okay. When you get a colon, did you. Were you on twilight sleep? Is that what you get? Yep. Okay.
0: So once that kicked in, that wasn't too bad. Okay. Um but before it kicked in, I they inflate your colon.
1: Before before you're on your drugs?
0: I mean they put the drugs in, but like I felt them inflating my colon before it kicked in. Oh okay. So it was a lot of like, uh this hurts, please stop, please stop. And then time travel to the way to the recovery room.
1: Wow, I'm surprised they didn't just like give you some time.
0: Well, no, no, like, my perception of time is I just instantly was back. I was instantly.
1: I don't know. When I had my breast implants done, though, I didn't go under full anesthesia. I did a twilight sleep, which I think is similar to what they do with colonoscopies.
0: They told me I was asking questions during the whole procedure.
1: I can remember some of my procedure. But it was fine. <laughs> like it was, like it was, it was perfect. I saw like bloody swabs on a tray, and I like did not give a fuck. And they told me that would happen, and that because they were like, they were like, you might wake up during the procedure, but you're not going to care. And I'm like, okay. Um, but it's a little twilight sleep is a little safer than going full under, and you can do it in your doctor's office as opposed to a hospital, which is dirty. Um, well, hosp- hospitals are fucking gross. That's where you get staff.
0: Oh yeah, that's where you get staff. Pneumonia, a whole yeah, bunch of
1: fucking, shit. I was. They were like, and even they explained that they were like, you know, you can, we can do it in a hospital. It's your choice. And I'm like, no, I'd rather just do it here. And, um, but like, I they played They were playing Billy Joel on the radio at one point, and I woke up it, during the operation and sang Piano Man from start to finish. That's not something I remember in detail. I remember basically hearing Billy Joel. And then the next time I showed up three days later to get some of the bandages off. And they're like, do you remember singing to us? And I'm like, that sounds like something I would do. And they're like, you sang all of Piano Man during, during your
0: surgery. And I'm just like,
1: I'm so glad that you could be here for that moment in my life.
0: Do you actually know the lyrics is the question. Yes, I do. Okay.
1: I love I love Billy Joel. I love I don't know if I love Billy Joel, but I love that song.
0: Because it would just be much funnier if you didn't actually know the lyrics to it and like belted it no. out perfectly under drugs. I
1: fucking I'm fucking I love that. I've done a lot of karaoke to that stupid fucking song cuz it's easy to sing. So it makes some sense that Billy Joel would come on, I'd be on a whole bunch of drugs and be like, "I know this song."
0: Yeah, it's not like it's we didn't start the fire, which is hard to sing along with even sober.
1: Right, <laughs> or really, most things. I don't know most songs, so it was just like a it was fortuitous, really. It's so
0: like, meant to be. It was
1: meant to be. It was meant to. I was meant to entertain those people, but yeah, I do remember parts of my surgery, but also I re- I didn't care. Like, there was a point where, like, I woke up when they were almost done, but they weren't completely done. And I was like, something hurts. And I remember that. And they're like, oh, okay, honey, we'll let's just give you. And they then they just put some more, like, local anesthetic where they were working. It was fine. Anyway. Uh, Anyone that gets the opportunity to do Twilight Sleep really should. It's magical.
0: Yeah, I had Twilight for my wisdom teeth out, too. And oh, I, yeah. I don't remember that, but apparently I was a riot right afterwards. Oh, yeah? just like my friends picked me up and there's definitely footage somewhere of me in a grocery store because we we're buying like pudding and fucking all the anti after wisdom teeth meals and I'm in one of the little like automated uh, handicapped people fucking scooters you can get I'm just cruising around just kind of all whacked out cruising around the store just like yeah.
1: That sounds like a blast. Oh, it was a
0: good time. It was a good time.
1: I'm sad you don't remember it.
0: It's vague. It's vague. Apparently, I'm susceptible to that shit because...
1: We could try to recreate it with booze and a scooter if you want.
0: You're going to get me a DUI in a fucking grocery store, aren't you?
1: (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. It could be worth it.
0: To you? Jesus. I just got to... You
1: would get a DUI for that.
0: You can get a DUI on a bird scooter.
1: You can get a DUI on a
0: horse. I know. That's so fucked up. The horse knows the way, it's a living creature. Yeah, I've
1: I've I've rode a horse drunk several times. I didn't know that it was illegal. It's illegal.
0: I don't understand why that's illegal.
1: Uh because the horse is in a vehicle, apparently. But the horse is alive. I don't know. One of these things, it was like a parade. It was in Costa Rica. It was like a Saints Day, and it was like this parade thing. And I was dating a guy who does not have the alcohol tolerance that I do. But I didn't know that because it was early in our relationship. And, like, we did – it was like – when I say parade, it was like a whole bunch of people, like, would get together, and they'd ride horses because in this town – the horses and like it was like a cultural thing that they were really important because it was kind of a farming community. And um we would we took these horses down this trail and every once in a while there there were these rest areas where basically you could do shots. So We did. And for me, I'm like, this is brilliant. We just stop every once in a while. We do a couple shots of of rum, which isn't my favorite, but it's fine, you know. It's it's, there. When it's free, it's free. Exactly. Drink it. And then we kept going. And at one point, I was behind my boyfriend at the time. And he had the nicest horse. He rented this horse. And um, and he started like sliding sideways. And I was like, fuck, Jose is going to fall off of his horse. But the horse was so cool because it would, like, sidestep and sort of try to shrug him up and over. Because I think it was uncomfortable, like, having the person, like, be uneven on him so the horse is trying to even him out. And I was like, that's such a cool horse. But eventually he did fall. Like, at one point the horse was unable to babysit his drunk ass anymore. And he fell on the ground, which was one of the funniest things in the world because I was too drunk to be concerned about his health or safety, and I was—I just started laughing. He was okay, but yeah, you know, that's best why.
0: girlfriend ever.
1: Because <laughs> I'm like, ah, you just fell—you <laughs> just fell sideways off your horse. But he was okay, and uh, I think that's why it's illegal. That was a long way of saying.
0: But by that logic, if I gave you a piggyback ride and you were drunk, you could get a DUI because I'm the vehicle at that point.
1: Yeah, except you, okay, except the horse is being told which way to go.
0: Oh, a woman on my back's not telling me where to go?
1: Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough, but I don't know.
0: Put that to the test next time I'm at Plus, some public event. I'm
1: pretty sure Jose was not telling the horse where to go either. I think that the horse was just following the other horses and was like, "Well, this is clearly a trail. I'll just stay here." Because that that man was not controlling anything.
0: No, no, he wasn't controlling anything. He wasn't controlling himself. <laughs> <You can stop. laughs> Did you just leave him there or what would you do? No, I
1: stopped my horse and then I didn't get off of it because I'm an asshole. Like if I were a good girlfriend, I would have gotten off of my horse, helped him off the ground, and then either helped him onto his horse or then we would just basically at that point you just walk your horses back if you're responsible people. But instead I sat on my horse and looked down on him on the ground. I was like, are you okay? Get up. And then he got up and I was like, I was like, are you all right? Can you ride anymore? Get back on your horse. We have like, because we had like, you know, uh, like a half a mile left of this fucking trail. And I was like, you're fine. Get up. And he actually did manage to get back on his horse. I think hitting the ground sort of sobered him up a little bit. <laughs>
0: like- <laughs> I mean, what would you have done if he got really hurt getting back on the horse? Well, I don't know. I probably at that point would
1: have felt like a shitty person, but.
0: thankfully That didn't happen. <laughs> like, <laughs> don't have to think about that.
1: But it didn't happen. He got back on his horse. He was okay. And then he finished the ride, you know. And that was for a saint. That was a Catholic event. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh my God!
1: Well, La- like honestly, Latin America does Catholicism way better than we do.
0: Well, Latin America is a wild place. Like we're all beautiful Catholics. Prostitution's legal in most of Latin America.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's just weird, Puritanical America. But
1: even even festivals are more fun. Like Holy Week is a blast. Like you know, you know, Good Friday is Good Friday everywhere. Where you know it's the death of Christ. It's sort of sad and upsetting, but like. Easter is the shit in Latin America. It's so fucking great. And you get the whole week off for Holy Week.
0: Nice. You
1: get the whole week off and, like, you know, you get to dress like a Roman and and march around in the street with trumpets. It's fucking great.
0: Sign me up.
1: Yeah. It's good.
0: I want to dress like a legionnaire and get trashed.
1: Yeah, it's yeah, but and everything has to do with alcohol. Like, Catholicism here is a very serious and stoic religious thing. It's so boring. Catholicism in Latin America is basically like a whole bunch of people using the church as an excuse to party.
0: Yeah, I might be a little bit more into religion if that was the way it worked.
1: Well, and, I mean, God wants you to be happy. I feel like they've got that right.
0: Not in America. God in America does not well, want God you Well, God in
1: America. America hates you. But God in Latin America would like you to have a good time. And you know what? He wouldn't have made alcohol. He wouldn't have made plants to ferment and to booze if we weren't meant to enjoy it.
0: Exactly. It would just be toxic and would kill us if we weren't meant to enjoy it.
1: Exactly. But instead, we enjoy it.
0: I mean, that's my same thought process on meat. It's like, if we weren't meant to consume it, it'd be poisonous.
1: Exactly, so that's how we know that Jesus loves us, is, uh vodka and whiskey.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> I don't think it has shit to do with Jesus in reality, I just no, think... You know, I don't think it does either. I think man has just been trying to figure out a way to numb his pain of reality for a very long time.
1: Can I have a bit of your whiskey so I don't have to leave the table to put more vodka in my cup?
0: Yeah. I mean, that was poor planning on your part when you got up to pee that you didn't grab more vodka. I know.
1: I thought about that when I sat back down. I was like, ah, shit.
0: But this this seems good. Yeah, it's good whiskey.
1: And I, it's two hard liquors. They'll mix okay. And if they don't, then I'll just throw up on the way home with that. Being...
0: Oh, you're going to be a hit with the Uber driver.
1: Yeah, I haven't thrown up in an Uber yet. So
0: Famous last words.
1: I know, but I say them a lot. It Still hasn't happened. I'm trying, man.
0: <laughs> tonight's the night. We're gonna start doing shots. Get your real trash and be like, "And away you go."
1: If tonight's the night, I'll be sure to text you. Awesome. Yeah.
0: I'm not paying part of the cleaning fee, though.
1: No, I, it's not that expensive. It's two fifty. Well, I think that's fair. If you puke in someone's car, I do too.
0: I do too. But. It, You know, I also feel the Uber driver deserves it if you're like, pull over, and he doesn't immediately pull over.
1: (gasps) Yeah, well, I have puked out of an Uber, and I didn't get charged anything.
0: Well, of course not. You didn't puke in the car.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the driver, uh, like, I kind of (coughs) over-tipped him. Like, I tipped a lot because I, yeah, because I was like, I'm going to throw up, like, now. And he and he like he was on that. He's like, I've got this. Hang on. And he was so nice. And he's like, hang on, hang on. I've got it. Hang on. Just give it a second. Cause he's like trying to get off the freeway. But and then I puked outside of the car and I was like, you know, just for having to watch me vomit.
0: Did he at least hold your hair?
1: No. But he but he had to be there for somebody puking. And for some people, that is nauseating in and of itself, right?
0: Yeah. Also, that'd be really weird just to just have a random Uber driver holding your hair like. <laughs> hey, bro um,
1: I don't know, if you're drunk enough that you're puking out of the Uber, do you really care?
0: No, probably not
1: I mean, my, my hair does get in the way Oh, I know I, I've vomited into my hair several times in my life
0: When I was younger, I had hair down to the middle of my back So,
1: yeah, so I've you've, been there You've puked into your hair I have, <laughs> then, I have And then you're just trying to, like, comb the curds out it's Like, oh,
0: shit, yeah yeah, it's like, <laughs> oh, I'm going to have to shampoo my hair a lot.
1: But if you're really drunk, you just sort of like wipe it out like this and then you go to bed. So then the next morning you wake up and you're like, what is that vomit smell that I can't get rid of? Like, you, And you can't escape the puke smell. And then finally, you touch your hair and it's crusty, and you realize that there is still vomit in the hair.
0: See, I've never gotten that one. The When I puked in my hair, <laughs> it's always been like in someone's home in a bathroom. So it's like immediately just in the shower. Oh. And sometimes. Lucky you. Well, also sometimes still in my clothes. Like so drunk. But like, at
1: least there's no puke in your hair. No, but.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and it sometimes was at friends' houses. It's not like I was at home puking like that. It's like house party, and then immediately, like, oh, i got to shower this off and not think about getting out of clothing to do it. So, yes, I didn't have puke in my hair, but there's still the weirdness of being the wet, drunk guy <laughs> in someone else's house. <laughs> that,
1: that, and that would be quite wet. Like, if you're wearing jeans or something, that's that's a lot yeah. of water.
0: Yeah, it's just like, ugh, God,
1: And then you're just tracking water all over someone else's house.
0: Yeah, that might be worse than just puking.
1: That actually, I think, is worse. Cause just puking in a car on the way home, like you're the only one that has to live with that.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think you just called me a horrible person.
1: I, I was, didn't call you a horrible person.
0: Just implied it.
1: I, I mean, if you want to take it that way, you can. I, 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 I understand that. that you're very sensitive, but
0: totes, totes sensitive. I am so sensitive. I'm actually the minute you leave, I'm, I, I, I may need to. I i may mean, it alone.
1: Well, I mean, we can talk about your feelings if you want. Oh, we if can I hurt your feelings.
0: Why would you do this to me? I don't know. Where I'm I going mean, with I'm this. not
1: very good at talking about feelings. I am the person that like watched a boyfriend fall off a horse
0: and just because that's hilarious. That. <laughs> I would hope that any woman that I'm with, unless I seriously injured myself, would laugh at my expense on that.
1: It's it was pretty funny. Yeah.
0: Yeah, like if I was seriously injured, I'd hope she'd not let me die.
1: But he wasn't injured. He was like obviously okay,
0: right? At that point, laugh away. I'll laugh about it later too.
1: It was a lot of laughing. Like there were tears coming out of my, like streaming down my face, like you know, rain on a windshield. It was really funny.
0: Like ugly cried, you laugh so hard, like <laughs> makeup running and fucking <laughs> raccoon eyes from just laughing at, it. like oh my god. <laughs> basically so that's an appropriate response
1: because he was trying well and he didn't drink more than me but he was going shot for shot with me and at that point like i had like just moved to costa rica and i had been dancing for years already and like basically i drank every fucking night which is a bad way to be i don't know nah I don't know. It's probably not great, but at the time I was drinking a lot. So like, and then it, but he's a dude, and he's kind of got had that macho thing. Like he's a really sweet guy, but like he's not gonna like be out drink by his little like you know North American little blonde girlfriend. No, he's going to like fucking drink as much as I do, and then he's gonna fall off a horse. And that's you know.
0: There's nothing wrong with you laughing at him. I I and approve. That's, Funny. It is it's fucking <laughs> hilarious. It's fucking hilarious. No, as long as he wasn't injured, it's fucking hilarious. Like as I said.
1: Oh, and if he was injured, it wouldn't have been hilarious in that moment. But once like the injury had been taken care of, back to hilarious. Yeah. Like a broken arm in that moment, I'd be like, "Oh, baby, you got a broken arm. Okay, what do we need to do? Let's try to like." put some sticks around it, splint it, do something. We'll walk our horses back. It's fine. But the second he like got that, you know, pop back into place and a cast put on it, it's back to being funny.
0: It's still hilarious. Just write something about falling off the horse on his cast.
1: Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's funny, and it's still it still would be a story that I'd be like, remember when Jose fell off of his horse? That's his real name, too. I feel bad he is.
0: Oh, no. Like, a Latin American man named Jose? He's so easy to identify. I know, right? People,
1: people are going to find him. I think it's only, like, the most common name.
0: Yeah, it's definitely up there. It's like, Jose Juan. Yeah, there's a... I think there's more than one or two of them in Costa Rica. Jose,
1: Juan, Jesus, Jorge. They all start with J's, don't they? They do. Yeah. Pedro. No, Pedro. There we go.
0: Got one with a P, Yay. There you go. One without a J. But either way, it's fine. It's (laughs) fine.
1: Pablo. So it's P's and J's.
0: It's all P's and J's. And H, there's Hector. Sure. Okay. I don't know why we're going through a dictionary (laughs) of Latin American male names. Are are you planning to name your future <laughs> child a Hispanic male name? Me? Yeah, I I don't plan on having kids.
1: I don't I was like, I, I hope I don't have any future children. No kids? No. Never? No. Do I seem like the mothering type?
0: Do well, you were an educator.
1: Yeah, I was an educator, but I that just I'm not a nurturer of like, human beings. Like I'll educate you and I sent you home to your mom. I'm not like, you know.
0: So you're with kids like I am with animals. Like, I'm happy to help and play with you, but once you start shitting, you're not my problem.
1: Well, I, I don't mind even changing diapers and stuff, but I don't I don't want it I just don't want it to be a permanent arrangement.
0: Well, if you're a negligent mother, it's not necessarily permanent.
1: Okay, well, I wouldn't want to be negligent. Like, I like my nephews. They're they're pretty. F- pretty rad like but they're but it's because they like to play the same stupid crap i do like they like dinosaurs as much as me and like i don't have any adults in my life that are that that do and so it's like do you want to read these dinosaur books and watch a dinosaur train and talk about dinosaurs and let's do some dinosaur related crafts and then we'd fucking do and so they're really easy to get along with but if they didn't like dinosaurs i wouldn't know what to do with them So I, like, I don't want to have kids myself because what if they don't like dinosaurs? Then I can't have a relationship with my children.
0: Well, I think you get to decide what they're into when they're young.
1: No, you don't. Because my sister doesn't like dinosaurs.
0: Well, then she could just tell them that they're not into dinosaurs. I don't know. I don't
1: know. They seem pretty adamant that they're... Maybe I told them that they're into dinosaurs. It's all your fault. Yeah. Yeah.
0: What about me being like,
1: being like, being like, auntie's into dinosaurs? Let's talk about them. But no, like, I have a nephew, he's four, and he knows more dinosaurs than I do. So, like, we, well, like, we, he has this book, and it's like the Encyclopedia of Dinosaurs, and it's, you know, it's um, illustrated. And we were flipping through it, and I wasn't even looking at the names of them. Probably, I had probably had a couple beers, but we're going through this book. And I was like, Oh, that's that's cool. It's a triceratops. Cause and he sat there and he looked at me and he goes, No. And I'm like, okay. Well, and he goes, That's a styracosaurus. And he like, and I felt really stupid for a moment. Like he's like, he's schooling me. He's like, no. It's not a triceratops. Oh my god! But yeah, it's, I don't know. Kids like he likes dinosaurs more than me. But now I know what a styracosaurus is.
0: It's, I still don't.
1: It's a lot like a triceratops.
0: I gathered that. I still couldn't pick one out of a lineup.
1: It's just got like more stuff on its frill.
0: It's more pointy bits.
1: More pointy bits. There's like a triceratops with some more with more points. Solid. Yeah,
0: I'll Google it. I'll figure it out. I'll. Like, yeah, okay. you'll figure it out. Next time I see, it, I'll be like, okay, that's what that is.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're not gonna remember this.
0: That's the beautiful part about it being recorded. I can play it back. Oh, that's true. Okay, be
1: like, what was what was that? I'm gonna look up the Tyrannosaurus now.
0: Oh, I will forget until I'm editing this, and then when it's in post, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm supposed to look that up. <laughs> You'd be amazed how often that happens. Like I make promises or commitments to things, and then it's like, oh yeah, whoops. Uh, I text people like so that thing we talked about on air when we were drinking Uh, let me follow up about that now that happens probably too often
1: oh I look forward to that text
0: just about dinosaurs like, really ago.
1: I don't want to talk to you unless it's about dinosaurs like if you're going to text me in the future
0: okay <laughs> good to know <laughs> Definitely will not let you know when this is coming out or how to promote
1: it. (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm sorry. Like no, no.
0: Just just put a hashtag.
1: Just be like hashtag dinosaurs.
0: That's cheating. I'm not a cheater. It's not cheating. That's promotion. It's not a good time. There's nothing. No,
1: no. Not cheating. You know. You know what I'm looking for. I will always... I'm kidding.
0: I'm just going to change your name on my phone to Dinosaur Lady. That's okay. Why doesn't your Then how are
1: you going to tag me on Twitter?
0: I'll just be like, picture of this dinosaur lady. I'm going to Photoshop you into like... uh, If
1: somebody else will tag me, like Kate will see it and be like, that's London Sea River. (laughs) I'm
0: I'm going to Photoshop you into like a Betty Rubble outfit so it's like full on Flintstones. Like the Dinosaur Lady. I don't know where I'm going with that one.
1: That makes sense. It does. You could dress me like a paleontologist.
0: With the hat and all?
1: Yeah, I feel like there's a hat.
0: Like, it's kind of like and a like safari a shirt hat. shirt with breast pockets.
1: I feel like it's a safari outfit.
0: Yeah, it's kind of a safari outfit. Give you a little brush so you can, you mm-hmm. know, brush off the bones.
1: And a, like a nice pick.
0: Do you think pale- paleontology would discriminate against you from being in porn?
1: I don't know. Probably not because they're all so socially awkward that they would, anyone in that department would be terrified to like confront me about porn.
0: It'd be funny. Like, no one can make eye contact with you. They're just kind of staring at your feet. Just...
1: Yeah. The problem is, is that's not where my education went. And so I would have to go back to school and like get a whole new bachelor's degree and then probably a master's and a doctorate if I wanted to be a doctor in paleontology. And honestly, while a paleontology is interesting, it doesn't really contribute to society all that much. And I, I hate to say that to the paleontologists out there in the world. I'm sure there are thousands listening to this podcast, but...
0: There were. They tuned out a little while ago. <laughs> but but it's
1: like, you know, things that have been dead for 65 million years or even just like, you know, even 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 earlier than that. Even if you're talking about like the... The uh what the Cenozoic area era. Like it doesn't affect us now that much.
0: Except for that bacteria that's trapped in ice that's gonna kill us all when it melts, but Oh,
1: do is there an actual bacteria that's gonna kill us? They're worried us in about the that, ice? like
0: there's they're worried about bacteria frozen in the permafrost, like as global warming happens from way back in the way Huh.
1: Well that'll solve the Earth's problems, won't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do they know that it would that it's something that would infect people?
0: They have no clue. They're just afraid about it.
1: No, oh, it's probably normal. There's a lot of bacteria out there that yeah. don't infect anybody, or it'll be some X Files shit. Like it'll be like you know, and we'll all turn into like hosts for an alien species.
0: Oh, I hope it gives me superpowers. That'd be awesome. It won't. Wait to shit on my dreams.
1: I'm sorry, but like it's like it's probably bad if like it infects anybody, it'll be a bad thing.
0: you don't know that you're not a paleontologist, yeah, well,
1: they don't know that either, but infectious diseases normally are bad, well, fine, sorry, or it'll give you
0: superpowers and
1: but no you no, know what?
0: no 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 no, you know, no no, trying to placate me now
1: but if everyone is infected with something that gives them superpowers, Then nobody really has superpowers because we're all exactly the same again.
0: Well, we're still on a level playing field. Doesn't mean that it wouldn't be rad to fly or, you know, spit acid or something.
1: Yeah, but you wouldn't appreciate it because it would be like walking.
0: I appreciate walking. Okay. I would be really bummed if I couldn't walk.
1: Really bummed, but you don't think about it because you can walk. So it's like something that you're conscious of, like it's not part of your identity, like part of your identity that the way that you think of yourself when you like wake up in the morning or not even when you wake up in the morning. But when you go out in the world, you don't think of yourself necessarily as a person that can walk because it's something that's normal for you and the majority of people can do it. Like maybe somebody that can't walk thinks of themselves as somebody that doesn't walk. Like, that's something that's in their consciousness. But for you, no, you probably is not in your consciousness much. So if everyone can fly, you wouldn't really be conscious of the fact that you can fly. It would just be something you would miss if it was gone. So let's hope that that bacteria just kills us all off so that we don't get some other ability that we just don't appreciate.
0: And we can finally get that sleep.
1: And we can finally get that fucking sleep that we've all been wanting.
0: Definitely. And actually, on that note, we're gonna call last call on this motherfucker.
1: Okay. Is that this? I feel like we're at a bar. Okay. Yeah. All right.
0: London, where can they find you on social media and all that fun shit?
1: Uh, you can find me um on Twitter at London Sea River, and if you go there, it will take you to basically everything else that I have. Awesome. Instead on. of me listing a bunch of links, you,
0: yeah. Find London stuff. Enjoy the social media. Enjoy the pornography. It, it's plentiful. Apparently, all of America could see her butthole if yes. you so look for it. I'm, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, nothing really to add to that. That's a fact. It's just a fact. I mean, I don't have to. Nothing to embellish there. It's just, yep, yeah, butthole. Butthole's a plenty.
1: Yeah. Uh Yeah, depending on how you feel about that. There's also other body parts.
0: What? No, I, I was led to believe it was all butthole.
1: I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's a lot of butthole.
0: No, 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 all butthole. Nothing else.
1: Well, there's some boobs, you know.
0: Oh, like, boobs.
1: Yeah, whatever. But there's also, like, feet every once in a while, but, you know, like, whatever. But, yeah, buttholes so if you want to see my butthole.
0: If you would like to see every inch of London, including potentially polyps and hemorrhoids, <laughs> go find her on the internet.
1: Please tell me if you saw anything that I should be worried about.
0: Right. She has insurance. She'll go get it taken care of. Lickety split. <laughs> and until next week, you can find me at Matt underscore Slayer on Twitter, Matt F and Slayer on Facebook, Matt Slayer on Instagram. You can find the podcast at And Now We Drink on Twitter, And Now We Drink underscore on Instagram. And until next week, drink up, motherfuckers. <laughs>